0: Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Alright. <laughs>
1: that it? Welcome to another <sighs> I changed up the uh, to a freaking ring line and that screwed me up. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Alright. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Today's episode is number 10. It's all about flying online. So what have you been up to, Kevin? What have I been up to?
0: Well, not really too much. Um, my daughter was up from Florida last weekend, so um, we were visiting with the family and all that stuff and uh, having a good time. It was good to see her. But other than the fact that she was up and taking up you know, a lot of the time and stuff, it was like minus 400 degrees outside with like... 450 mile an hour winds
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was
0: nuts man
1: Yeah, i think they were up to gusts of 40 miles per hour they said
0: like i don't mind the the winter that's like you know dipping down dipping down but we've had such a like nice period of like 40 50 you know degree days and mm-hmm. then we get minus one two for like two three days it was it was crazy man
1: yeah it was pretty brutal
0: but uh, they went, they went back on Sunday, and uh, man, she left here. It was zero degrees, and she went back to Florida, and it was seventy degrees. It's like a seventy degree temperature change, you know? Right, right. That's got to be crazy. So it was. Uh, it, well, I, I didn't do any flying at all. I did some simming though, man. I did a lot of simming, and a lot. I mean, man, like three hours maybe. Uh, you know, doing like half hour segments during a week, and. Okay. Uh, man i i feel like i'm really progressing with the helis just i've been just doing heli Simmons. nice and uh yeah dude i've been getting the uh been coming out to a tail and hover i've been getting the the you know raise the helicopter up and pull back on the elevator so like tails down and nose is up
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i've been kind of doing that and then getting my my pitch of the blades correct so i can stay like kind of not coming at myself I can kind of keep it there and then as it slowly drops I can go inverted and and keep that into a hover and I was practicing that a lot which was really working out great I was having a good time with it and um, then I was able to like drive it around a little bit and trying to get some muscle memory with that and it's been like I've seen some progression so it's funny I went from at the beginning of the week or at the beginning of the the sim time Mm-hmm. I went from dreading simming, like looking at the simulator, getting pissed, you know, I'm crashing the hell, I'm crashing the hell, I can't, I can't get this down, to like just a half an hour later of being like, wow, I'm actually getting something down, and I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time, and I'm looking forward to simming again. Nice, so it was pretty crazy. I, I didn't, like I said, at the beginning of the week, I, I'm looking at it as a chore, and I was, I wasn't like thrilled about doing it. But I know it's the way you can. It's the way to progress, really. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that worked out really good. I've been having a lot of fun with that. I'm looking forward to going out in the real world and <laughs> trying it out and uh, seeing how how much uh, of a
1: difference it is. You know. Damn, you're gonna you're gonna pass me soon.
0: Well, dude, I was doing the I was like I said, I was pitching up, I was getting inverted, and I was able, uh-huh. able to hover. I'm able to move it around, and then I was doing those punch outs that you do. And you know how uh-huh. you rotate the tail 100 and, or 360? You know, you mm-hmm. go around once or once or twice or three times or whatever it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I was just going 180 and then coming back, pulling out of it and coming back towards myself, flipping back up again and then flipping the tail around. Like I was just doing different things. Sometimes I would only go 90 degrees and then pull out to like either the left or the right. Okay. And it was it was pretty cool. I got to practice some big loops too and I'm getting those down. I, I Like I said, I can't wait to try this out. Hopefully I don't, like, crash within the first 20 seconds. I'll be like,
1: damn, <laughs> it sucks. Nah, nah. If, you, if you're comfortable enough on a sim, um, and, and that's one of the things I wanted to mention when you were talking about the, how you were crashing a lot in the beginning. All of a sudden, it starts to click. And you don't crash as, as much. And when you do crash, yeah, you crash. But, like, you can kind of, pre- like, stop yourself from crashing. You know, like, when you're messing around, you're throwing a sticks around, and, you're like, you feel like, oh, no, I'm going to crash. You know how to kind of bail yourself out. So so you're, you're starting to click in your head It's starting to you know be natural now So you're at the point where Definitely got to go out and do it in real life And do it on a helicopter that you're comfortable with And then what will happen is It'll translate right over That muscle memorization will kind of like Oh, here we go, that's it, I got it And then, you know, just As long as your nerves don't get the better of you You'll be able to do exactly what you're doing on a sim in real life So, awesome, man
0: yeah, I'm I'm anxious to try it out probably on the oxy because I don't know if I'm gonna mess with the 180 or not. Um, I don't know. I it's still I need still need a couple of parts mm-hmm. for it yet yeah, too. So if, if we get, if it gets to Saturday and I don't have my parts, then I'll probably try it out on the oxy. You know. But yeah, it was it was it was great. You know, and, and it it got to a point where even when I did crash, I was like, okay, I know what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, right so like you're saying yeah and I, I was trying to i was trying to fool myself I was trying to get into like different orientations and figure out what i'm what i'm doing and just small movements at first and it was it was it was pretty cool man
1: awesome man. and,
0: and the other thing i was doing was um ordering a bunch of stuff man Jeez, uh being inside the, for the weekend and having you know internet access is the oh worst. boy <laughs> oh nice. my god man so i ordered i went to lynx heli and i ordered uh a sport um, with the motor. Where did I go? I went to altitude and I ordered, uh, I ordered some lipo bags. I want to try and break up my, my batteries a little more.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, and if I'm, and I'm definitely thinking about building a, a case, a charging case right now, my, my charging case and my batteries are in the same case. And it's kind of like sloppy. And I I think I want to build a charging case. And so my lipos, I want to put them in lipo safe bags and, you know, label them, like I have a, a bag labeled Oxy batteries and Goblin batteries and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I, cool. so I ordered
0: some more bags, and I ordered a uh, an ESC for the uh, for the sport. Oh, what'd you go with? I went with um, the Hobby Wing. Okay, this I it's, think it's the same one I have in. Oh, so probably
1: the forty then. The, the 40. platinum forty, yeah. Yeah, and I nice. ordered
0: one of those programmers too, so I could I could mess around
1: with it. Oh wait, I thought you had one. No, no uh uh-uh. Oh, okay.
0: No, oh, so cool. I, so Altitude had one, which was cool, yeah. I was able to get one of those.
1: Nice, yeah.
0: I might need to borrow that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm losing track of, like, all the places I went and ordered from. I know I went and ordered, uh, where else did I go? Hmm, I, I'm I'm sure I'm forgetting one or two. I went to Horizon to get parts for the 180
2: mm-hmm. and
0: a couple of receivers for Neff when that comes up. And, like, Neff and the Arrow I wanted to get um a receiver for. Because if we're doing FPV, I don't want to. I don't want to put in one of those cheap Chinese ones, you know. Yeah. One of the orange ones. I I figured I'll go with a with a four channel like Spectrum one. Nice. And uh, what else do I do? I've been I've been slowly cutting out um, that Corsair Alps Corsair. Been cutting out actually two. So we'll see what happens. Two. Yeah, I'm, I might do a. I, thought I said I was going to do a black and a blue one. Okay. Yeah. It's
1: like a navy scheme, and then like the traditional.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Greens
1: one or something, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, we'll see how they go. So what have you been up to, man? Um, so I fixed my 180. Uh, that thing's been broken for, like, two months or three months. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I basically stripped out, a, I stripped or I sheared off a bolt that keeps the tail, um, basically clamped down in the back. I have the Lynx tail upgrade, the, uh. The middle gearbox, I don't know what you call it, but the uh, the tail mount, I guess. Um, I have the Lynx upgraded one, and I guess on one of my crashes, I, stripped, I basically broke the bolts in there, so I couldn't get it out. There's no way. It's like it's a tiny screw. It's like, I don't know, two millimeter or something like that, um, so I wasn't able to like – there's no way of using uh, – what are those things that you could uh, extract – broken one of those yeah one of those bolts
0: extra you don't make yeah yeah they don't make them that small man
1: yeah so you know i tried drilling it out but that that uh bolt was stronger than any drill bit i could find that small oh wow yeah we just end up like bending the drill bit like side to side just shaving more aluminum off the sides um so i kind of got tired of it and basically took my dremel and a cutting wheel and just cut a big slot in it to just get get that you know bolt out, so I ended up cutting the bolt out that way. Um, it kind of left a big slot, which left it a little bit weak, but I was able to get a, a longer bolt with a, a locking nut on the other end to kind of clamp it down. So hopefully it should hold. Um, so far it looks like it. I haven't tested on it yet, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so hopefully that'll come out and work. Um, I'm gonna basically fly that for Neff, and then I'm gonna sell it. I, I'm gonna get out of the micros. Um, yeah. The smallest heli kit I'm, I'm gonna have it will be the Oxy, uh, 300 size heli because I feel like I could fly that at Neff, you know. The Oxy? Yeah, like the 255 version. I feel like yeah, that's small enough that like if I wanted to just hover and maybe just flip it and hover it and flip it back, you know, um, depending on the size of the heli section this year, um, <laughs> I should be able to just you know, I should be able to. Would be it next to the hot dog stand.
0: <laughs> <this year. laughs>
1: right. Be like, yeah, it's up here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, besides that, a couple of weeks ago, I we didn't really talk about it too much, but I dunked my oxy in the snow. Like, I, I think it went almost to the head, right? Like, it dunked pretty deep. Yeah, dude, that was crazy. I, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and what I was doing is I was doing maybe about five or six feet off the ground. I was doing nose down TikToks. And more like more like rainbow kind of back and forth back and forth, and when I went back uh with the skids down, I kind of went too much uh negative and just kind of dunked it and and then you know popped it right up in the air. so I know you said you were watching it and you took some uh pictures but like you saw the snow kind of
0: yeah kind of like listing
1: like off <laughs> flew, no
0: it kind of like spread out and flew off it looked really cool it was like it was almost like a smoke screen like coming out and going around the heli and everything. Um, nice. Yeah, but you were like, I was like, oh wow, that was cool, and and you were like, yeah, but I better, probably better land because uh, yeah. yeah, it was all
1: packed with snow. Yeah, I mean, and the icon is down at the bottom, you know, the ESC, right? Um, you know, all of that stuff. So I was like, yeah, I think I should land and disconnect the battery and let it dry out. And it's fine. It flew fine the other day. Um, so oh, that's no cool. With that. um, so yeah, I, I did fly on uh, President's Day, and it was snowing. Yeah. <laughs> I was flying the Oxy3 Cube. Got about... I think I only brought four battery packs for that. So, it was really... It was pretty windy, though. Like, we had a strong constant... Maybe about 10 or 15 mile per hour wind from the right... Uh, from right to left. So, you know, I didn't really do much. I didn't practice my half pirouettes or flips or anything like that. I just kind of flew back and forth, flipped it. Um, I did get this cool, like, little video I posted on YouTube where... Like when I, when I was taking off, the snow was kind of lightly on the road. There's a little road, the access road to the park. Yeah. And I took off and you just see like the snow kind of like push away. And like every time it came close to the ground, we just like push the snow away and it just it looked really cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, so like the flight was garbage. The flight was just back and forth. Well, kinda, was you, no yeah. So, it, so but I was like, oh, the landing and the takeoff was so cool with the snow, like the ground effect on the snow. I was like, oh, I got to post a video of that. So I did that um so that was pretty cool i flew to goblin I, I flew you know I, I have three packs for that so i flew all three packs that was uh, again it was windy you know i just kind of did my normal like safe routine which is kind of do circuits and you know flip upside down and just kind of work on um moving the heli upside down a little kind of around and get used to it and my punch house and stuff
0: was it snowing bad enough where you were you're losing sight of it or at all or anything or was it you know interfering no, with?
1: It wasn't like a whiteout. There wasn't any interference. I mean the only interference was the snow hitting my face Oh, so that kind of like, you know, it makes you blink a little when you know You get <laughs> something spraying in your face, but uh, besides that it wasn't too bad um, and then also uh, went to go made in my or remade in my goblin 700 uh, since I reset it up with a Oh right, yeah. Yeah, I had some issues with that. <laughs> no crashes. You know, maybe a couple of little hardish kind of type landings, but nothing broken on it. Everything's fine. But uh as soon as I took off, didn't matter head speed or anything, I had crazy cyclic bobble. The tail would go the tail and the nose, you know, on that axis would just go up and down, up and down, up and down really quick. Um and higher head speed made it go even more violently. I tried messing with the cyclic gain on the on the V-control. And that is one thing I got to say is really nice. Um, just being able to land. Click, 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 click. Take off. Nope, that didn't work. Land again. Click, 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 click. Yeah. So um, I made a video that it's the most boring video on <laughs> YouTube. Because it's basically me taking off shake landing, taking off shake landing, I think about like 10
0: times. Dude, it's more boring than like the NASA channel. Like three guys sitting around watching a monitor for like two hours.
1: Yeah, but at least like, I could picture them in space. And, <laughs> you know, like wow, they're floating there, and you know, I don't know. Well, it's they're losing body that's mass. That's literally
0: what the NASA channel used to be when I'd go by it <laughs> cable. You know, the cable box man. It would be right, like right. two guys sitting there watching a monitor. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was probably just as boring as that. Just I as boring. At least, at least for me, it was because I'm you know I wanted to fly that thing. Like I was like. I mean, to the point where, like, even with Baba, I did a little, like, "Ah, let me go tail down and then just punch out a little. Yeah. And then then I was like, no. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to land this thing. Yeah,
0: that's sketchy, dude.
1: Yeah. I had a second pack, and I didn't even bother flying it. I was like, you know what? Let me take this home. Take a look. See if I could redo the setup. I searched the crap out of YouTube. No one has had any issues reported, at least on YouTube. Of course. With... (laughs) The V control and the Neo with Cyclic Bobble. Like those search terms did absolutely nothing. <laughs> now what is the NEO? Like the V control is the radio, right? And the receiver yes. is, is the V so, control, right? So the, the actual name is Mikado, right? It's the main company. Right. It's a V bar control. And that's the transmitter. Okay. So that's that's with the gimbals, that's what you you know, your hands are touching. And then the Neo is is V bar Neo. Now, I just shortened it up to NEO and V-Control because, you know, if you're talking about a V-Control or NEO, it's assumed that it's a V-Bar flight controller or, you know, flight system. So, um, yeah, so I just kind of shortened it up. I think everyone does. I I've I never really see people saying what V-Bar is, control or what V-bar. is the NEO? What is that?
0: Is that the actual piece that's on the helicopter?
1: Yeah, that's a fly barless unit, just like an oh, okay. ICON. Okay. AR-7200B-X. Um, that's the flight controller, and it has an integrated radio V-link, they call it. And that's kind of like the AR-7200, where you have your flight controller with – that has a built-in DSMX uh, receiver in it. Right. So it's a one-piece unit where you just mount it, you wire it up. That's it. There's no external wires going from that to, uh, you know, satellites just, or yeah. or going out to, like, another receiver – so okay. it's real nice. It's an all-in-one package. And, and for folks that don't know V-Control, it's a great radio. It's a German-built radio. Mikado's is a German company. But the main thing that's great about it, which a lot more companies are now starting to integrate to, is full setup from the radio. Like I I hooked up the Neo and the V-Control to the computer just to get an update to make sure everything was up to date. And I you have to purchase the quote-unquote air quotes here, the pro software and rescue. So to have that rescue option where if you're flipped upside down or you're losing control the heli, you push a a switch, and then self-levels itself, and then it does a punch-out and goes straight up in the air.
0: So wait a minute. that you have to purchase that
1: separately? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. So this is not a cheap option in any way. Now, wasn't the V-Bar system
0: weren't they having problems you have to register this too right yes weren't they having problems like years ago like with guys on ebay like selling either ones that hadn't been unregistered or fake ones and fake registration i could have sworn listening to rchn like years ago that one of the guys was talking about problems with that
1: I mean, I think there definitely was problems. Um, I don't really know, like firsthand. I, I remember hearing it's you know hearsay. Because you, you can't fly without registering it, right? No, you can fly without registering it, but you can't update it without registering. It. Oh, okay. And you can't well, what purchase good is that. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't purchase like. So the, the the thing that's pretty cool about the V control and the V bar setup is that you can purchase apps. So right now, with a basic. Let me just kind of give a price point, so just people understand, like
0: like Angry Birds or what?
1: Oh, but like how expensive and crazy the system is. Okay. So like a V control, I think retails for about seven fifty. So that's up in the you know low end jetty range, high end spectrum, I guess. Right. I mean, the yeah. X twenty is around there.
0: The eighteens like um, yeah,
1: seven ninety five. Yeah. Um. I think Futaba. That's not even on their high-end for but They have that crazy 18MZ or whatever with the color touchscreen on the front and all that stuff. But, um, but you know, it's up there. Like, it's 750 just for a transmitter that you can basically only use with their products. You can't use that with, you know, an icon or anything else. So you're kind of stuck with their, their brand. Um, the V-Bar Neos, the basic, what they call Express, 6.1 Express is the latest version – only comes with the basic software so yes you can set it up you you should be able to fly it fine with their basic configuration almost like a wizard type configuration okay but you can't make any real adjustments as far as you know oh i need to move one servo down a little because it's not leveled when i am at 50 degree pitch or like middle you know zero pitch um you know it's like when one is a little down you can't adjust a servo independently you can't there's no rescue on it, and I'll go into what rescue is a little bit later again. Um, there's no, like, you can't tune the tail to be faster, or the rates are set only to a certain amount you can tune to, I think. And so it's kind of limiting. I mean, it'll still fly, but it's a little bit limiting as far as, like, the tunability of it. So the Neo is $280 retail. That's for, for the bonus. basic one? The basic Let's is here. There.
0: Wow. But why would, you, why would you want that if you couldn't adjust the servos a little bit? I mean, because they're never, like, spot on, right? They're, yeah. They're never at 90 when even, you can you, know,
1: you can adjust it, like, a little bit. Like, okay, my – not not that the servo needs adjust. Well, I guess the servo. But, like, okay, I look at my swash plate and It's a little bit banked to the right. Right. I could adjust that to be center. Oh, okay. You know, I could do the same thing for the uh, the forward and back elevator, I guess, or pitch. Not pitch, but the elevator. I could – adjust that too. But I think that's it. I don't think you can adjust individual servos. And I could be mistaken. Um, I really didn't mess with the BASIC at all. I just kind of bought I got the V-Bar Neo. And then I registered it and then I quickly did the... I paid for the upgrade.
0: If you buy the BASIC though, you can upgrade it? Yes.
1: So the upgrade is just an unlock firmware. Oh, so it's just an firmware. Unlock. Oh, okay. I see. So it's a fully capable uh, V-Control Neo, but... They they come with the express, which is basically a lockdown version. Okay. So you go on Mikado site, you go register it, and then uh, and then it gives you these applications you can install, which is pretty cool. Same thing with the V control. So like, I wanted to uh, I wanted to get the rescue and uh, and the pro software, right? So I didn't look at the you could get pro software without rescue. I'm not sure how much it was, but It's basically in the euro, so I think it was like 93 euro was the rescue of pro software, which roughly comes out to be about 99 bucks or 100 bucks. Okay. So now we're talking 380 for this fly barless unit. Jeez. Yeah. It's not cheap. Not at all. Because that's that's a pretty nice Bind and Fly plane that's, you know, 380 is pretty much a 300 blade size heli, you know, Bind and Fly ready to go. That's, that's a, it's, you know, just for a Fly Bros unit. And I got to buy these for all my helis now. Or I don't have to, but I'm going to, you know, eventually. The, the rescue is really cool because, you know, <clears throat> nine out of ten times as a beginner, if your helicopter gets all weird and you don't know which direction it's facing, the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to try to move the sticks. You might move in the wrong direction, which makes it worse. And then it's going to come crashing down. And now you have a repair bill. Um, you know, even if you go pretty high up, if you don't catch your orientation quick enough or you're too far away and you can't tell, just, you know, like when I crashed my oxy, it was just too far, too small, I couldn't tell. Right. Um, where rescue comes in is that it'll, whatever orientation, whether it's inverted or upright and banked over or, you know, just any weird a- attitude that the helicopter is in, you hit that rescue, it basically self-levels and then it does a punch out about 10 feet. Okay, right. So it self levels. Like if it's inverted, it uprights itself, and then it goes up ten feet.
0: Yeah, I think I have seen Anthony hit that once or twice. Yes, and he's got his radio. It actually says
1: mm-hmm. yeah, bailout bail
0: mode or something.
1: It says rescue on, rescue off, yes. rescue on, rescue off. Um, but I mean, if you think about it, yes, I spent three eighty for this flybaros unit. Um, at the end of the day say a difference between an icon with two dxms satellites right so that's uh say 150 plus another you know 60 bucks yeah they're like 35 a piece the satellites right yeah so 70 bucks right so let's say 220 yeah now 160 dollars, i spent more i'm you know if i crash my goblin that's gonna be 100 bucks if i crash the 700 that's gonna at least be 100 bucks just for blades not including any canopies booms landing gear you know any of that stuff any strip servos or any feathering shaft main shaft anything else right right so that hundred dollars i'll recoup and not crashing real quick at least at least that's what i keep telling myself (laughs) 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 so so we'll see Uh, we'll see how this goes um i mean one thing that's gonna save me is i do have all these icons i'm gonna be selling them yeah Uh, and i'm gonna take one Definitely, you know, um, I'll give you the the friends price, so it'll be less cheaper. Then I'm gonna post them on Facebook first, see if I have any folks taking them. I'm gonna do a hundred shipped, you know, to the um, continental US, and you know, I, I think it's a fair price. I mean, how many do you have? Uh, Oxy three, Goblin three eighty, and Cal State C five seventy. So I have three on oh, me. Oh wow! Yeah, so you know, if I if I could recoup. 300 for these three at least it buys me one deal <laughs> yeah right uh, now that i think about it, it only buys me one <laughs> so what are you gonna uh, put the the one on
0: you're you gonna keep it on the 700
1: yeah i'm gonna keep it on 700 um that that bird has been grounded since i bought the goblin 570 because i took the servos and right uh, the fly bottles unit off of that to use in there so it's been grounded for the last three or four months. I mean, it's ridiculous when I look at the packs and I do my little tick marks for the cycles. And I had 10 cycles on a 700 while I, you know, at this point I have over 14 on my 570. Yeah. You know, and I've gotten a 570, what, two months or three months ago? It hasn't been that long.
0: No, it hasn't been that I can, that's the That's the ones you got from John at the
1: club, right? I think it was like. Yeah, that was. In the fall or beginning of winter time. So maybe like November, I think. Yeah, probably November. Yeah. Because we had
0: to go down there twice uh, for the meetings. And I think it was the second meeting you, you picked that up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, second or third meeting, right. So, you know, and I had the Goblin 700 since, I think, summertime. So probably about maybe like four or five months before. And I've already outdid the, uh, you know, 700 to and And don't get me wrong, I, I, I enjoy flying the seven hundred. It's a little intimidating still, even to me today. Um, Even to you? Yeah, you know, (laughs) especially at the head speeds I run, that thing's just like you know, it's it's just (laughs) roaring, you know.
0: Nah, dude, I I can definitely see the intimidation factor on that thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, things are freaking huge, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's and, and it's not even the size. I think it's it's. Part of the factor that, like you know, if I were to crash it, it's gonna cost a lot of money to fix. Yeah,
0: yeah. So
1: I'm that way with the 380. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like, uh. wait till you get a 570. Yeah, because the 380 will soon become like, oh, I'll just throw this around, like you know, <laughs> not, not that you won't care, but I think at that point you'll be so comfortable with it that yeah, I hope so. it won't so. feel like you're risking anything. You know, that's like, why I'm trying
0: to take things a little slower. You know, too, you know, I'm not slower, but just. You know, like um, we were talking to Chris, and he had a what do you have BK BK tail servo, and it was like, mm-hmm. you know, I had already ordered the, the the servos I got that you recommended had worked great in the oxy, and with the sport, yeah. I was going to do the same thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I I know I don't need to do that yet. You know, I'm sure there'll come a time where I'll probably upgrade to BK servos because uh, I'll be getting quicker at it, and and want to look for that difference, but for right now, you know, just what
1: I got. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll to tell you keep using it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to tell you the truth like I, I might get a lot of hate mail for this, but I, I don't really notice a difference between like BK servos and those Turnigy. So we're talking about $60 cyclic servos each, right? The BK 3000 yeah. whatever 3001s 3, I believe, HV. Um compared to the Turnigy uh, was it TGY S three hundred six G or G three hundred six something like that? S three hundred six G HV. Um, you know they're both Metal Gear. They're both high voltage. Uh, the BKs are BKs. Um, the Turnages are clones of the KST, which I think is a clone off of an MKS. At least the red and silver case makes me believe so. But um, you know, like I, I flew the and they're twenty bucks. Yeah, oh yeah. They're like under 20 bucks compared to 60 bucks. The tail servo um, is $100 compared to just using a $20, you know, the Turner G yeah. servo. Um, but, you know, I have had those Turner G servos in my uh, Blade 360 CFX, and I flew the crap out of that thing. Yeah. Like, I put that through the same thing I do with any of my BK servo helis. Like, I never skipped a beat. Um, it didn't crash too well. Strip gears like crazy, you know. But I mean, the gears that you buy the KST gears, they fit right in. I think the KST two fifteen is the model, and they fit right in, and they're like six dollars or five dollars a gear. Yeah, that's that's set. awesome, man. You know, so like, yeah, you know, and I stripped BK servos to three thousand ones when I had the uh, the mini V bar. Remember, I I tested that for one or yeah. two flights yep. at our old field and. I basically had like a weird brownout, and you know, I drove the uh, three hundred and sixty, a uh, three hundred and eighty in the Goblin three hundred and eighty, and I stripped two gears there.
0: Yeah, see, I've had two crashes now with the with the Oxy, and I
1: didn't strip anything. Those servos have been fine. Yeah, so I mean, Oxy is a little bit smaller, so the blades, yeah, I mean, the blades are a lot smaller and a lot thinner, so there's less uh, mass. So I don't think right. You know it'd be the same crash, but I mean you know like the 360 and the 380 they're pretty close yeah're true. Yep. They're only 20 millimeters off I mean it's still bigger but um but yeah you know like either way I strip the gears right so you strip a 20 dollar servo or you strip a 60 dollar servo you're stripping gears nonetheless so you know it's just yes. uh, it's just the performance right can you outperform the uh the turnergies for you right now, maybe not for me? Right now, no, you know. But if we, if I gave my that helicopter to you know maybe Chris or or Kyle Stacey and said, "Hey, you want to give this a shot?" I'm sure they could probably strip the servo in flight, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, like how crazy, you know, how much demand that they're you're know, putting the servos through. But yeah, you know, for our, you know,
0: yeah, for where I'm at, That's yeah, yeah that's that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of taking. It. I I know, I know not to get too crazy just yet. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and that's smart because, you know, you're going to crash this heli and who knows, by the time you're at a level where you're comfortable and you're more of an intermediate or mild 3D flyer, like, who knows if you're going to even be flying this, you know? Yeah. You might be flying something else, something bigger. Right. You might, you might get sponsored and then, you, you know, not that you're forced, but, you know, you, they, they would want you to use, like, if you get sponsored by MKS, you know, you have to pretty much use their servos. Right, you know, so that's yeah. so. At that point, it's, it's a totally different game, you know. But for now, if they don't break on you in flight and they perform to your expectations, um, then why why spend the extra money, you know? Yeah, yeah. Save save it to buy your 570.
0: Right now, I'd love. I just would like to get sponsored by the Turner HDX 900s, <laughs> and then I'll use those. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> um so did you did you clear out the cyclic bobble did you figure out what was going on
1: with that no i haven't um you know talking to anthony he basically mentioned that he had the same issue when he created a new heli file on the v Barneo while it was outside the helicopter and then he mounted it and then continued the rest of the settings oh and he said he had the same issue and I thought I reset it, but, I mean, I could have rushed it. I, I was kind of rushing it, um, you know, trying to get it set up the night before. So I might have just edited the, the helicopter instead of starting a new one. Okay. So Yeah, so after that day, um, this was Monday. Um, wow, well, that was yesterday. After yesterday, I basically, when I got home, I, you know, I clear, I started a whole new model, started from scratch, got that going. So hopefully when we fly this Saturday... This is supposed to be 50 something. I want to see hopefully that goblin, you know, doing TikToks in the air and, and just being a crazy huge heli. Yes, I will be hiding behind something. Yes, sure. um, one other thing I did to the uh goblin uh 700 is uh, and and this goes in line with the the V bar and the, the V control is that I got a UI sensor. Okay, this thing. At first, when Anthony was showing me what it does, I was kind of like, "Oh, that's cool. You can kind of see." So basically, you can see your amperage, your volts, your your battery, like your milliamp draw and stuff like that. And then you can set it so your your radio knows how much battery you're you're you know taking out. How okay. many milliamps are using? So like the radio call it out, like thirty percent left, you know, forty percent left, or, or you know, or go down until it gets to zero percent, which is actually whatever you set your low battery point at, which I set it to 30% remaining. So when it says 0%, that's basically telling me that I'm at 30% on the battery and then I should land. Now, that sensor, you wire up right before the ESC, but obviously after the battery connectors. One thing I liked about it is now I have it so that I could have an ID for my packs. So I have two packs for the Goblin 700. They're both... One's a a twelve s stick pack, and one is a stick pack I made out of two six s packs. And so I have pack number one, which is my original pack, the two six s packs, and then my pack number two is the the stick pack. And now, now when I hook up my heli, it asks me what battery pack I'm loading into the heli. Oh, I was gonna ask, how does it know? It doesn't know.
0: Yeah. so you, you have, have to, to tell, tell it. it. Okay, but
1: you tell it. But it does
0: have a have a memory of which ones which. Yes.
1: It has a memory, and then I tell it, okay, this is a you know, pulse 5,000 milliamp 12S pack one. And what it does is it keeps a kind of a log – well, it, does, it definitely keeps a log. It's not kind of. It definitely keeps a log of your battery pack and your your flight performance or the battery performance of that flight. It tells me you can set like there's kind of a couple of parameters you want to set, like the true capacity of a pack. When you buy a brand new pack, yes, it might be five thousand milliamps. Um but over time, over use that the capacity gets it loses capacity. So I, I gotta do some flights to test this and uh Nick Len from RCHN has I've been talking to him on the Facebook and he's helped me out. He has this awesome video about Finding out the capacity of your battery packs using the UI sensor and, and V control. Okay. And in that video, there's one thing that he shows us. He sets his pack to like 4,000. He sets the low one to be 20%. So that way, when he lands, he should be at 3.74 and that should be 20% of the battery pack remaining. Now, if it's higher, that means he didn't. You know, this pack is actually more than 4,000 capacity. So he increases that number little by little until he gets to the part where, you know, and I think he said it was like 4,400, even though it's a 5,000 pack, he puts 4,400. And when he uses 80, um, 80% of the battery, it stops at 3.74, which is 20%. Okay. So you actually now find a real world. Value of your capacity of that pack because you know you and I we fly these you know three S twenty two hundreds and we fly them every plane you know hundreds of cycles on them right and you know sometimes certain batteries you don't really you notice that when you check it you do your same three minute on your timer flight or four minute flight you come down and you're like oh why is this pack at ten percent yeah
0: or I'm only putting I'm only charging it up to ninety three percent
1: you know now so yeah. So, like, yeah, that, that pack, when it was brand new, was giving you three-minute flight time. That capacity was there. And as the pack gets older, you know, you don't have that capacity anymore. So now you're overdrawing. And these packs aren't cheap, so I don't want to overdraw the packs. That's true, yeah. So this is, like, a sure not a sure way, but a, a good way of kind of, like, monitoring your, your capacities of your pack, um, how many cycles you got on and stuff like that. Nice. One of the other things he also spoke about on the batteries is that uh, – and you can set this on the V-Control – is that every time you charge and discharge a battery, you lose a couple of milliamps. There's some degradation in the, the capacity every time you charge. Right. Uh, and he estimates about a three milliamp loss per flight. So you can set that on the V-Control to automatically oh, adjust that 3%. And there's also another setting for storage um, – Drain or storage, uh, you know, loss of of capacity. So I think he, they, they're talking about on the uh, the yeah. most recent of RCHN, and they, you know, it's per 100 days. If you leave a battery charge that storage charge, it loses about I think five percent capacity over the over a year. I think I think Justin was saying five percent, and then but if you charge it at a hundred percent. And you left it for a year, it loses double that. So it loses 10% of its capacity.
0: Yeah, and they were comparing room temperature to putting it in a freezer, too. Oh, yes. the, the freezer will slow it down at yes, the storage the
1: charge. Yep. Well, I mean, even at fully charged, the freezer will definitely right. slow it down, Um, I think by a third or, or two thirds or something like that. It. It's a considerable amount. So, you know, if you know you're not flying for a year, sell those packs or put them in a the freezer. Yeah, get them in a storage charge and put them in the freezer. Yeah, so hopefully uh, the 700 it's going to be flying. Um oh, and by the way, that UI sensor is $100. So my 380 for the Neo is now 480. <laughs> but dude, that to me is per is helicopter. <laughs> that
0: is worth it though, especially when you pay what you guys pay for these battery packs, man. Yeah, and they're not cheap, dude, by any stretch of the imagination.
1: No, not at all. I think what was the the 12S packs brand new or about 280. Yeah, I mean I don't. I haven't even spent that much on an airplane,
0: <laughs> two eighty yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, two hundred eighty dollars for a single flight pack for a seven hundred heli.
0: I think what was it, a couple of years ago. I bought four airplanes for three hundred bucks.
1: <laughs> yes. So, jeez, yeah. so, man. You know, I mean, even for the uh, the five seventy, that's a 12S three thousand milliamp, and it's a pulse pack. And I don't buy the expensive packs. Like, you know, some folks might think, oh, well, you know, you're buying these really high end packs. Yes, Pulse is a decent company. Um, you know, I think they're a great company. I, I love the green logo and everything and and uh, there's just the overall um consistency of their packs. And I don't think Pulse
0: is that expensive. Yeah. I've been pricing them out for the Oxy like just the 4s mm-hmm. uh, 1300s, man, and I didn't yeah. think they were crazy expensive. Yeah, what are they like what like
1: 30 or 40 bucks or something? Um for the 4s? I thought they were cheaper than that. I know 3s is about 20 so maybe the 4s is like 25. Or... Yeah, I thought they were like 25. Yeah. I mean, so and the, the thing is is if I were to buy I'm only buying 45c packs. Right. They make 70 or 75c packs.
0: Yeah, that's where the price goes up.
1: Yeah, the price not doubles but it goes up by like I don't know. 40 or maybe like 60 percent or something like that but definitely the price goes up i think that the 12s five thousands instead of being 285 or 290 ends up being like 350 i think yeah for a single flight pack. granted you'll get the performance and you'll get overall performance uh, consistently with higher c rating we got to do an episode on batteries and charging because we're talking a lot about it right now
0: Yeah, for sure, because I had a lot of questions when I first started charging, uh, and Mm -hmm. I think we should definitely do an episode on that for sure, man.
1: Yeah, charging, discharging, battery maintenance. Most of the chargers are are the same,
0: just using the charger, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't start out with a great charger either. I bought one from, jeez, I don't even know where I got this thing from, Nitro Planes or something.
1: Okay. Well, no, but you have a Thunder Power one, right?
0: Yeah, well, that one, I kind of... Yeah, you won. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I got lucky um, in Vegas with that one.
1: And then what was the other one? Hyperion, right? Uh,
0: no, the other one's just a, a generic brand. Okay. Uh, one that I got from either x or Nitro Planes. It looks like
1: the Hyperion Charger. Maybe it's a clone off of that. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, after I, I, I sold my... What is it called? Onyx? 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 Oh, yeah, Onyx. The Power yeah. uh, Hobby, Tracks line. Um... Wait, was it was a 235 235 model which it, it was it was all right. It, it was okay when I first got into flight test stuff and Small helis. But um as soon as it was only I think uh 4S capable. But as soon as I I needed to charge 6S packs, I had to buy a new charger. For the last year, year and a half, you know, people might make fun of me, but I've been using this Turnigy Reactor, um, basically a 20 amp 6s capable charger for a year and a half now, and I paid about 35, 40 bucks for this. Oh, uh, that's see, that's a killer, man. It's a DC only charger, but that's fine because you know I got I got a free power supply at work. I wired it all up to um, take all the 12 volt leads and kind of you know um, run them in parallel to give me enough amperage. You know, I mean I could have hooked up a five volt leads out of there and get a USB yeah, charger set up and all that yeah. stuff. You know, like but I, I went more simpler. I have uh, one light that tells me if I'm getting power to the power supply and then one light when I have a I have a little you know, one way switch or whatever flip switch to turn on the output of the twelve volts. Right? And and I have a light for that. And that's it. It was simple. It took me one day to wire it up and solder all the connectors and get it set up. And then I have it going into a, a little cheap $40 charger and, you know, knock on wood, it's been holding up fine. Now, my power supply on the other hand doesn't seem to hold up too well. It used to be able to charge at 10 amps with no problems, and now it's only giving me about 8 amps. So, Now, how did you how did you know? Is the
0: charger itself shut down?
1: No, the charger just shows me. So I set it for 10 amps. You know, you plug it in. It's set on auto, so it tells me, oh, I see a 6S pack. Oh, I don't see your main port question mark plug in the main port and then it says ready to go it tells you your amperage um and your the uh yeah how much amps you want to charge it and you can set that right so on the 6s when i do um the 5000 S's, successes right the, the stick pack you know i just charge both packs at the same time i used to charge them at 10 amps which is basically a 1c
0: Pack Right Rating Okay
1: So you know About 30 minutes 35 minutes I can fully charge the pack I'm not rushing I don't charge super quick Because you know You, you know how it is Kevin We bring so much to the field yeah. There's things for us to fly In the meantime When we're charging Or we're just shooting the shit And talking to all our members And you know Just hanging out Anyway so so, yeah, you know, so I'll charge, it and I look at the charge, and it goes up. It, it, like, kind of peaks at 10 for a second, and it just drops to eight, 8.8. Oh, wow. And just stays there for the rest of the charge until it starts to drop where it does the balancing charging. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, it, to me, that's an indication that the power supply just can't produce the amperage anymore. Right. I mean, it could be my cheap charger, you know. Don't get me wrong. I've actually been looking at chargers these days. And, you know, between the iCharger 4010 Duo or the – I've been seeing some people selling the older ones, the 46 Duo. So, 40 amps, and it can handle six six S-Packs.
0: See, I'd be happy just to do 20 amps or 20 or 30 maybe tops. I don't don't think I'm going to get too crazy.
1: Yeah, listen to the RCHN guys today. Uh, You know, Nick is talking about, yeah, you know, I do like 2C for my normal – uh, he does five C for his like fast or you know like wants wow, to fly, man. and then he I think he said his top is like seven or eight C. Damn. Dude. Uh... <laughs> it's
0: like how what? many amps is that? That's got to be like seventy amps then, right?
1: So think about one six S pack at five thousand milliamps, right? So that's five amps for one C. Yeah. Now if you're doing five C, that's twenty five amps. Yeah. Jeez. You're charging that battery in like literally. Ten minutes tops, maybe five. I wow. mean, it's got to be super quick. Like, I don't think I can get a flight in before that battery's done charging. You know, like setting up and putting the pack in and, and kind of you know getting all that ready before the pack is done charging. So, damn, dude. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Eh, a little tangent there, but um, what else have I been up to? Uh, I ordered a bunch of stuff too. Not nothing. I ordered a Oxy Three Tarek Edition. Yes. So that's on its way. Um, that should be here hopefully uh, by this weekend. So we got to do that build night. Yeah,
0: and that's what I, this. My comment that I'm about to make goes back to what I was saying before, where Anthony had asked me if I wanted to um, order one or get in. I guess he was ordering one or two for you know for himself or whoever. Mm-hmm. And I said, Nah, dude. You know, I just got the sport. I'm gonna stick with that. And he got me. He he said he give me a good price on it, man. And it was it was really good price. But I was like, you know, I know it's upgraded and all that. We talked about that last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I'm ready for that yet. You know, I don't think with my flying just yet, I'll see any benefit from the difference. Kind of the th- way we were talking about the servos. Well,
1: I don't think you'll see any benefit because you already have a 285 Oxy Three. That's true. Yeah. You know, I know in previous episodes I was talking about it. I think we spoke about it. And I, def- I definitely know we were spoke. You know, talking about it offline, but um. I originally wanted to stretch my 3-blade. So I have an Oxy 3 running 255s with the 3-bladed tail and the 3-bladed head. I wanted to stretch that to 285 to be like yours. Right. And then buy a Sport or a regular Oxy and keep that at 255 as like my beater.
0: That's what I'm doing with the Sport for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, but because of the I, – I do like all the little added bits and pieces, all the bits of aluminum and the orange and the Tariq edition – I'm still gonna keep my 255, my three blade cube, and now that'll be my 285 heli since that's what it comes in. It comes, you know, pre-stretched to 285. So yeah, the 255 will just be your, your yeah. So your that'll beater. be my beater. Yeah, and then and then the Tariq will be my like cool crazy maybe go six S eventually on that. I setup, can't you
0: know? wait to see those little oxies on 6S, man. I cannot wait to see that. Yeah, that's going to be nuts, man. Yeah,
1: it should be pretty crazy. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> you know, <laughs> none of us fly like Tariq, you know, so.
0: No, or th- know, it would be the Steve edition.
1: <laughs> yeah, it should have like a Tariq mode where like it just starts to do like a a crazy, you know, a crazy routine. Just like you just said, it just does a crazy routine for you yeah, or something.
0: <laughs> download it into your V bar, dude, and get, yeah. up, get up to 100 feet and
1: hit the button. But um Yeah, so so that's on its way. Um I've been kinda of going crazy with buying some used stuff. Uh Chris has been selling a bunch of stuff and I know I don't I don't know if you mentioned it on your section when you're talking about ordering shitload of stuff, but um I have got a new Scorpion motor or new to me used Scorpion thirty twenty one thousand K V motor for the Goblin three eighty. So I'm gonna have my quantum quantum Eight eighty and my scorpion nine hundred kv motors for sale. Uh, I also got he had one 2600 success pack pulse pack forty five c I believe. Um, and I I only have three packs for the goblin and I, they're all eighteen hundred so I want to try the uh, twenty six hundred. Oh, is that what you bought it for? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a, you know pretty decent price so I, I said let's do it. And then he also was selling a, a bk ds three thousand five hv tail servo. Now I already bought a set of three thousand one, the DS three thousand one uh, HV BK servos, the blue ones that you see on my Goblin. I bought those uh, from from our you know friend Rick at the club for a great price. He stripped them, he stripped a servo, one servo, and he was like, "Screw this, I'm taking this out." And he put um, MKS right, MKSM, yeah. So so you know I. Personally, kind of like the BK servos. I know a lot of people don't like it, and you know, there's a special word for BK that they like to use for it. Um, I'm not gonna say it because it's it's a pretty vulgar term, I guess. You know, like so, I, you know, I I run them. I run the eight thousand ones on my five seventy, eight thousand twos on the seven hundred. Like, you know, my overall experience for my flying style, they're they've been holding up really well. They're they're a little pricey, I guess, and they do take a lot of juice. Um, they do like to you know draw a lot of amps when you're pushing them hard, but overall, i've had really good success with them, so uh, you know there's no reason for me to hate on bk servos yeah, or dude anything. if you like it and it's working for you. why not use it yeah. so yeah, so I have a set of that, and I have this the tail servo i mean combined, I spent like less than one of my b k eight thousand one or eight thousand two servos. Jeez. For this whole set. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, he hooked us up pretty good. Got a killer deal for that. So that's all going to go into Tariq Oxy 3. Nice. Uh, the uh, I guess for that, I feel like I'm going to do the uh, – I'm selling my Blade 360 CFX. So that's going to – I'm selling the airframe only. Um, no blades or tail blades. It's just going to be airframe. But I'm going to include any parts that I have. Um, and you know, it's still going to be crashed a bit. So I'll probably only be able to get like maybe 80 bucks shipping or maybe a hundred bucks plus shipping. But I mean, you know, that's the hobby. That's fine. Um, but I have the motor and and the ESC from that. So I have a 50 amp castle light. So I'm going to use that in the, uh, the Tariq. I'll probably run a BC just to be on the safe side. I have a castle, uh, the little blue stick one, the uh, ten amp EC. Oh, okay. So I'll probably run that. It's pretty small, and I don't think it'll add too much weight. Um, and but I have the BK. I'm sorry, I have the e flight motor from the three sixty, or, which originally came from my four fifty X. The heli four fifty is the name of the motor. Oh yeah, 3600 KV. How much KV? Thirty six hundred. Wow. So that's actually lower compared to than the the Lynx motor, the Lynx EOX22 is it 2216 I think. Yeah, 2216 is um 4100 KV. Okay, yeah, right. I knew one of them was in the 4000. So, what I'm thinking of doing in the meantime until Xnova comes out with their 4100 KV 2221, which I I'm going to probably get. Um I'm thinking about trying to use that motor. Um the width of it fits. It's a, definitely a 2200 a 22-size uh, um, can. Now, I think it's at least a 21 or a 23. It's pretty tall, but I think it'll fit. And if it fits underneath the canopy and the, the uh, bolt pattern is the same for the motor mount, I think I'm going to give it a try and run a S setup with the... Uh, maybe with the 14-tooth pinion or maybe get like a 13 or 12, if I can find that, you know, to just kind of try to calculate the right... KV and um, voltage or, you know, amount of volts I'm putting into it. Get them right, basically, motor speed. Um, so I'm thinking of trying that. I don't know. Nice, dude. You know, it's a really big motor, though. When you put it next to the, the one I have. Yeah, I saw
0: some pictures of you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if it fits, I'm going to go for it. That means it'll be, it should be pretty twerky. It should have good amount of power if it works. It's going to so, be
0: twerky? Twerky. Oh, twerky. Not twerking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. My helicopter's been twerking a lot these <laughs> days. No, I'm serious. The goblin seven hundred. that's that like the, the video. problem. It looks like you know the tail's twerking up and down. It's bouncing up and down. And and before I got my V bar not V the icon configured right, uh, set up right, tuned right on the Oxy3. It was doing it violently like that. Like, it was, yeah.
0: (laughs) I'll tell you, dude, while you're listing the stuff you got for sale, and uh, the hardest thing for me about this hobby now is to say Mm -hmm. no. Because I'm thinking, I could take that 360 and I could could build it up. That'd be cool. I got those other parts, the 450 Mm -hmm. parts I still got in my shed, man, from all back in the day, you know, with all that stuff I had, the 450 Align, you know, SEs and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Ugh.
1: Dude, and you have blades and everything, I got right? Like blade. I, dude, I have like three helis, like
0: dude, almost can,
1: everything. I could build two easy. If you want, and you can, I'll give it to you for a real, really, really good price. And the only thing you really have to change is about $20 worth of stuff, which is the main gear. You don't even have to change the landing gear if you don't want. Only like one of the, the parts that curl up on the yeah. uh, landing broke skid off. broke off. But I mean, technically, you can still do it. But even if you bought new, it'd be like 30 bucks. main gear, new links and and a landing gear and put your electronics in and you'll be able to fly that thing yeah and and three-bladed head with the two-bladed conversion back if you wanted to go back to two.
0: i think i have i know i have escs and motors i'm not sure about the servos though what i got and now that i'm having better luck with all the with those hobby king ones i'd probably get something like that i don't know man um dude don't don't wait for me though like just post (laughs) that thing and I could give you a good
1: it. deal with the Turner G servos. I have a full oh, geez, set. Me,
0: man.
1: <laughs> and I have the MKS 9780 on there. The mini tail servo I was using which is, <clears throat> it's overkill. Like that tail servo would, you could use that in a 500. Oh, jeez. You know, you could definitely use it in a 380 but it's it's a it's really powerful and very fast. Sort of a-
0: People are going to listen to this podcast and like go back a couple episodes and go, wait a minute, he was talking about buying a 3D printer. Whatever happened in that mall? I don't have any money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, all spent man. on just you know, buying, selling like friends and back and forth. <laughs> Dude, the,
0: the text messages today were cracking me up. I was working with a guy, and it was just like, oh, I got this and this for sale. Bading, I'll take that. It was like, the text, you know, alert was going off all the time and the guy I was working with was like, What the hell's going on? I was like, dude, it's like an auction over here, man. Yeah. These guys are wheeling and dealing all day long.
1: Oh, it's so funny. And I love it, man. I had the same sort of experience as like I looked at my phone and I was like, Holy sh crap, there's a lot of text messages. <laughs> and I, I would go to my coworker who I'm having a meeting with and we're talking about, you know, projects for the next two years. And I was scrolling through the message. I'm like, take a look at how many text messages I was scrolling through. He's like, it's still not done yet. And this is on the lock screen on the phone, on a, on an iPhone. So you kind of scroll through all of it right there. Oh, jeez. Um, I was like, oh, yep, there's the end finally. <laughs> He's like, damn. Yeah, that's
0: crazy. But it's, but it's good, though. It's good because uh, it's great for me because not only am I sometimes a cheap bastard, but, uh, you know, it actually – Never, I never thought I'd be flying a Goblin 380, and I got it used from Anthony. He Gave me a, a freaking amazing deal on it. Yeah, and uh, so I mean, to that part of it's just awesome, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone's probably seen my posts, or if you haven't listened, if if you're a new listener, you can definitely check out. Um, I think I put it on RC Heli like buy and sell trade group. Um And I think I, I also linked it to, uh, I shared it out to uh, Free Fall Podcast RC Facebook page and also my personal Facebook page. Um, Kind of giving thanks to, like, the community and the hobby because, I mean, Chris, you know, he hooked me up a great price on the V-Control. Anthony's hooked me up time after time after time. I've only known this dude for, like, three months four months like i think the first meeting we went to we met him yeah. and we were talking to rick and he was there so like the, you know less than half a year less than six months i've known this guy and you know i can't even count on my hands how many times he's hooked me up or like um uh, you know I was like oh i need servos for my 700 i don't really have cash he's like oh dude just here i'll sell you these sets you want to buy them i'm like yeah but i don't have the money yeah dude don't worry about it just give me the money when you have it you know, like things like that. Like, you know, I always pay him like, you know, he doesn't have to worry about not getting the money, but he just, he doesn't need it right away. And, you know, if he can help someone get a helicopter back in the air, you know, yeah, he's going to do it. And that's the type of people that are in this hobby that I just, I, it, you know, like, growing up in this area in the northeast especially in like new york city and queens area and like you know even in jersey and rockland county where i I primarily grew up it's like you know people kind of like are out for themselves they don't really look out for anyone else
0: exactly you know
1: and like like you could be calling for help and like most people would just kind of keep their head down and like i don't want to get involved i don't want to get involved and just keep walking you know and like you know for someone in a hobby just to be like yeah you know I don't know you that well, or I haven't known, I know you well, but I haven't known you for long. And, hey, you know, here you go. Let me help you get that, you know, helicopter flying, you know? Like, we had, you know, it was my fault. It was totally my fault. I crashed into his goblet. Right. <laughs> his repair cost was trifolds over what my repair cost was, you know? And... You know, as as a sign of a, a you know goodwill gesture, I bought him a part. You know, I was like, "Hey, do you need this part?" He's like, "Uh, yeah, yeah." I'm like, "All right, then, I'm gonna order it and uh, and you know, I'll I'll hook you up with that. Like, that's the least I could do. You know." Well, oh, that's cool. You know, but it was literally totally my fault for not staying in my box and crashing into him. And like he he was cool about it. Like we laughed at it. Like it was, you know, it's like a memory that you know, ten years from now on the road. We're still gonna I'm still gonna you know, we're we're never gonna forget it. We're never gonna forget the tail push rod right and the boom, you know? Yeah. And we're gonna always laugh about it because you know, I think that's what makes us like come closer as friends and, and you know, become more friends than just acquaintances or folks in the hobby and stuff. So um, you know, like you, Chris, Anthony, like, you know, all you know, Jeff, everyone has like been so great in this hobby for me, so which I think has helped me become more successful in a hobby. Yeah. Doing podcasts and, and, you know, participating more in our club events and stuff like that. And, you know, just all of that fun stuff. But, uh, all right, let's move on to our next segment here. Main topic, online flying. Now... Yeah, I came up with that title. Yeah. (laughs) When you came up with that title, I'm like, simming? Multiplayer? Okay. I thought we kind of spoke about simming, but okay, maybe in the multiplayer aspect. All right. And then I'm looking through what you were writing, and I was like, ah.
0: Yeah, sorry if anybody gets confused. I didn't even think of that, you know, that somebody might take it as, oh, he's talking about online racing, you know, the quad racing or whatever, multiplayer. No, I was just talking about uh, since we had the lull and stuff and we've been ordering stuff, just, just basically going over the sites that we've dealt with, you know, anybody out there that's like, you know, like you would. You had listed some on here. I didn't even know that you dealt with it. I'm I'm curious to see what your thoughts are on.
1: Oh, really? I thought I listened. Li- I listened like one thing. No, you oh, had. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a couple. Yeah. yeah, you had a couple there. All right, so yeah, let's start. You have a pretty. Yeah, I have a pretty big extensive list. You list. do a lot of online ordering. Well,
0: well, not only did I want to go onto this the site, I wanted to go and uh, just talk. Uh, just tell people like where they where they're based from too, you mm-hmm. know? Because I. I talked about altitude for example and I've been like yeah they're in the midwest somewhere I don't know where they are but I just wanted to go through so it was cool for me to do a little bit of research you know and 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 find out so I'll just start with uh with links heli because I just ordered a sport from those guys I've had good luck with those guys the shipping has been very fast um sometimes they're out of stock uh on on things which I mean I can't fault the company for being out of stock because it's not like they're out of stock for that long, you know. Right. Um, and they're based out of Italy, uh, is where their main headquarters are. I don't know where they ship from though. I think they ship from overseas. Taiwan. Is it Taiwan?
1: Yeah, or no, it's Taiwan.
0: Vietnam, isn't it? Is or it Vietnam? Vietnam? That I I couldn't find on their website though. Every every other company I, I could find. Um, oh really? Like where oh. they ship from and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean their their main warehouse is definitely overseas.
0: Yeah, so these are the sites I've had good luck with. Uh, I'll list those first. So Lynx Heli is definitely one of them. Uh, Horizon Hobby, I've ordered a bunch of stuff from. Um, their corporate headquarters is in Illinois, uh, and they have warehouses in California, France, Athern, Germany, the UK, and China. And I think most of the stuff comes from either China or California to us guys mm-hmm. on the on the East Coast in the you know the New York area. They're shipping. They they have a great set up where they you know anything over 99 dollars is free so i'll order about 50 dollars worth of stuff and then i'll need like another 50 and i'll wind up buying a little plane or something or or a couple more of these and as so i'm always ordering 100 dollars worth of stuff from them nice so one of the other ones i've dealt with a lot and they you've probably heard me talk about them as altitude hobbies and i don't i think i got those guys from the flight test uh you know i got that website from flight test talking about them they're they're based out of uh north north of denver so i also order um a lot from amazon not only rc stuff but um that's kind of like my go to i'm a, i'm a prime member so i'll i love being able to just click on something get it in 2 days sometimes uh-huh. 3 and if they deliver it by drone i usually get a free drone so that's pretty cool um <laughs> no that hasn't really? started yet no that's, that's okay and i deal with i've i've dealt with ebay a lot too and that really yeah, I can't fault eBay for any bad experience I've had. That's all I love the way their format is, you know, and it's been successful for years. So Heli Direct is one of the sites I've had good luck with. Um and I haven't used them that much. Uh they're based out of Malden, Massachusetts, which I didn't know that. Uh but uh they've been good with the uh, shipping, uh, the rates, turnaround time. Their stock is usually pretty good. Um oh, I should say before I go on, I should say something about Altitude. Altitude is got competitive uh, prices with Hobby King, and their really? delivery charges are like 3 to $5. He ships USPS, and they don't have um, – obviously, they don't have the stock that Hobby King has, but their prices on just um, brushless motors are – sometimes better than Hobby King for the same, like, size. They use the Suppo brand and a couple other different brands. I've used okay. the Suppo motors, ESCs from those guys, and I've also used the, um, the iMotor, I think that's what it's called, for the quads, like the quad mm-hmm. motors and the Simon K. Um, ESCs for the quads from those right, guys. That, right. You know, he, they're usually pretty good. Um, like his, oh, they're, they're very quick with shipping. I get stuff in, like, it, it, three days maybe. Uh, which is pretty awesome wow uh so i I like those guys i I go to those guys a lot and i've actually sat down with a pen and a paper and listed motor sizes and what i want to get and gone through their site and wrote down all the prices and then i've gone to hobby king and done the exact same thing and that's how i can tell you for sure that i know that they're very they're very close and if not sometimes better with some of the larger motors like the one i have on my uh the big FT Mustang, the 200%. I got that motor from, from them. Right. That's where I go for all my stuff. Huh. I like getting the stuff quick, too, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Who wants to wait for shipping, for sure? I got to take a look because I thought when I did a comparison, I thought it was more expensive, and I thought Hobby King was a better, not a better value, but a better price. I got. I definitely got to order a couple of ESCs and stuff and servos. Do they sell, like, the the cheap like you know hobby king version of a nine gram servo or no they do um but i don't think that's as
0: cheap okay i'm talking about just for the brushless motors they're mm-hmm. they're they're uh the same if not cheaper
1: okay i'll take a look at the motors and uh so i need some
0: quad motors too and i've used the supple motors in every like ft all the flight test planes i've built in those things have been great. I only had one that got away from me. It was in my racer. It started to come apart and started to, like, get really super hot. And I think I fried it from there. But that could have mm-hmm. been, you know, the set screw coming out. It was really hot. It was at Flight Fest uh, 2014 when that happened. Okay. Um, I had crashed the tube before that, so who knows what led up to it. Right, right. <laughs> I've also dealt with Motion RC, um, okay. which is a veteran-owned company. They're in uh, Illinois, Uh, and I've only gotten like dynam parts from those guys. I like to check. I I know a lot of like RCHN has talked about this a lot, and I like to check not only do they have the model, but do they have parts for it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I know I've gone down the list you know, with those guys and checked out parts. I've actually bought the P-51 I bought from Nitro Planes years back. Nitro Planes has nothing uh, anymore really for that p51 but motion rc had parts for it and still has parts for it and it's a it's a dynam brand um so and the last one i've dealt with and had had great success with is uh flight test they usually get shipping out really quick they've never screwed up my order as far as um what i've ordered like if it's a plane and like a couple extra firewalls or or control horns or you know push rods or linkage stoppers everything's always been you know exact and i've gotten nice. that real quick and i must have ordered i've ordered at least 10 to 12 planes from those guys over the years nice. just because i use them as templates you know mm-hmm. uh, so yeah they've been great um some of the sites that have been not so great was uh bang good i know people like bang the prices are really good but i've i had the the whole quad kit i bought that was, you know, the frame and, and motors and mm-hmm. ESCs. Um, that took like at least two months, I think, to get from wherever it was coming from. Yeah, from China. And I remember, remember when I was when I was really getting into that, and I wanted to build a smaller uh, 250 size to chase you guys with the planes, right. Um, I was getting pissed that I wasn't getting it, so I remember going to, um, I can't remember the uh, the pl- other place I went to, the guy I was getting the flight controllers from, who I probably should have. Yeah,
1: listened. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah,
0: ready uh, to fly quads,
1: ready to fly quads or white spy, yeah.
0: Yes. I ordered a complete set from him and I got it and built it before I even got the, the one from Banggood, yeah, and
1: it was like similar, you know,
0: price and all that, but mm-hmm. he's he's been good too, yeah, so I haven't had any problems with him, I, I forgot about him. One of the other sites that's not so great, and this really bothers me, man, is um a site like Nitro Planes. I really like the fact that they take the time to do almost a a video on each plane. Like here we are, you know, and I don't know how fluffed up it is, but uh you know yes,
1: yeah, that old guy. He he does all like he does build videos and he also does flight videos and no, reviews videos, it was right? The two kids that they they have
0: two younger guys. Oh. Uh. Um, but there, I, I think I have seen the main two guys I'm talking about are, um, I think the guy's name is Tony, but it's the, it's the same guy. They take it out to the same place and yeah. they'll, like, they'll like fly the plane around. So I, I kind of like the fact that they do videos for each one and they recommend batteries. Um, but dude, when you look at their website, it's like everything is out of stock. Like they have everything, but it's out of stock. I went down the yep. entire page of lipos. I've been looking for 800 milliamp hour, 3s batteries for the um the crack pits Mm -hmm. i got a couple of those that went you know weren't weren't holding the charge great and so i first went to hobby king because that's where i've been getting a lot of batteries for like the small foamies right Mm -hmm. they were out of them uh so i went to i said all right let me try nitro planes because the sky lipos were good back in the day um just curious pages and pages of all the items listed nothing in stock everything out of stock just page after page and i was like Wow that I mean nothing turns you off faster than that, yeah, and i might I might be forgetting one or two, but one of the sites that I probably will never order from again is x Heli, and for the only reason this didn't happen to me, but it happened to a friend of mine, I brought a uh a four channel uh little four channel um helicopter to work. It was like fifty bucks, maybe I don't know what it was a little little tiny one, you know the size of a mall kiosk one, but it was four channel. And I flew it around the office, and one of the guys was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I've been flying stuff, and I, I built a plane back in the day, and where'd you get it from? I showed him the mm-hmm. whole site. He went and ordered that same one, and then like a week later, I was talking to him, and he was like, yeah, I was flying in my front yard, and he was like, do you know, right after I ordered that, I had a, a report of credit card fraud? And I was like, really? And I said, do you think oh, it's boy. linked to the site? And he said, yeah, because um, I, I I really only use that credit card online, and I hadn't used it in a long time. and." I was like, oh, man, I felt like crap. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm like sorry. He's like, ah, it's, you know, it's nothing to do with you.
1: It's not your fault. I was like, yeah, yeah but, you know. You know what? You want to hear something funny? X-Heli is the same company as Nitro Planes. Yeah, yeah. Same company as Nitro RCX. Same company as Hobby com.
0: Yeah, I kind of drew the line between X-Heli and Nitro Planes,
1: Uh-huh. But I didn't know about
0: all those other ones.
1: Yeah. Th- these are all, I think, they're Chinese-owned companies. And they sell the Chinese products like you know which which it's okay it's, you know if you really think about it, what is it made in China these days right so so a lot of our parts that we get e s c s motors all this stuff they come from China, and you know it's 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 fact that you know even like the oxy link stuff, you know that all comes from somewhere in the east, right yeah, um, but yeah, this site, and I think like I don't know why they don't just like get rid of some of the listings of stuff that's like Con- like make it discontinued. Don't say out of stock. Yeah. Because out of stock to me indicates that someday it'll be back in stock. I've been on Nitroplanes looking at EDF for this whole year. Like I don't I haven't mentioned it to you guys, but but I've been, you know, here and there like, oh man, you know, I see a, a YouTube video of Nitroplanes and I was like, oh man, I kind of want that 90 millimeter EDF. Like, you know, I, I kinda want to go a little bit bigger in my jet. And the planes I want are always out of stock because their their planes look scale like they have an F sixteen. It looks like an F sixteen. Yeah. You know. Okay, fine. I drop two hundred bucks. If I crash it, that sucks. But I'll take all the guts out of it and put it in a vegan, and I'll be happy. You know, like it's not a. It's, you know, it's not the end of the world. So, but yeah, the ones I want are always out of stock. I can't. I can't get it. You know. Yeah. And they're all this one company that are like they just kind of rebrand their website to. Yeah, it's almost like they copy. They have the whole like format, and they
0: copy it from one website to ni- another. Because I noticed with Acteli and Nitroplanes, especially, they have that almost that same listing to the left, like aircraft yes. selections and then parts right.
1: upgrades. The navigation bar is the same. The top it, bar is right. new rivals, upgrades, all that stuff is exactly the same. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I could be mistaken, but as far as I can tell, and I'm trying to dig a little deeper right now into their website, it's all the same people.
0: Yeah, so maybe stay away from nitro planes too. I don't know. Yeah, it's just just like that, that's just uh, to have a website, and you know, I, I don't know. I, I I think of it in, in almost in a way of a, of a store, you know, where I have aisle after aisle, and I have mm-hmm. nothing on the aisle. There's nothing to buy. It's like, why do you even have a website if you have nothing to sell? You know, right? There's no purpose for it. And I mean, I'm sure they have a few things, but when I was just going down page after page. And there was nothing. Yeah. Out. That just blew me away.
1: I'm like, man, what is this? I mean, and that's that's the kind of thing. Like, you know, you go to your local hobby shop, and like, they don't have something in stock. If it's not a rush, you have them order it. You save on your shipping costs. But for an online place, if they don't have it in stock, then what good are they? Because I'm just going to go to another online store, and exactly. I'll never go back. Right? I mean,
0: exactly. I'd go to Motion RC. Like when I when I couldn't find anything at Nitroplane. Like, like I was the same way with you. I probably, at one point, with the EDFs, like, looking for something uh, that was pretty decent priced. And, and I found nothing on Nitro planes. And then I know I went to Motion RC, and I saw a few decent um decently priced uh, F-16s and stuff like that. So, one of the sites I, I have visited but never ordered
1: from was Rotary Wing. I don't know. Have you ever ordered mm-hmm. from them? I have not, but I've browsed their site before looking for parts. And I don't think they had the things that uh, – they didn't have all the things I was looking for in one spot, so that's that's kind of another thing that when I order online, um, I'm more likely to go back to a place if they have the parts that I want for my helicopter, especially um to be on one spot. I don't want to have to order like a couple things from here, a couple things from there, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. So. I'm
0: definitely with you on that, man. Like if I if I crash the back of a plane, and I need an elevator and a rudder, and one side has a rudder but no elevator, and Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the other site is a little bit more expensive and has both.
1: I'm probably going to buy it from them. Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely taken a look at this site because they have all the, especially where helicopters. I mean, I guess, you know, I'm in Rotary Wing. That's what yeah, that, that's what a helicopter is. Helicopters, yeah. Right. Um, I like their site. There's a lot of stuff. And you get to check out all the different gears and parts and, and things, you know, chargers and stuff that you normally you know, if you go to like, I mean, nitroplanes, you won't see. It. You, you know, you just won't see it, that type of products. You don't see the the high end stuff at the certain certain sites that we go to. You know, and then eBay is good, but that's no real way real way of like knowing what to get. Like, you, you know, like you do, you know, lipo charger in eBay, you're just gonna get a billion Chinese knockoff, crappy lipo chargers what are the wall plugs like you know balancing chargers yeah. or or you know actual like or that you know I think there was for a long time the um even hobby king says it the B6 AC DC or something like that it's like a good like i guess intro 6 cell lipo charger back in the day and like you can see genuine like like they have to specify genuine because there's so many clones out there for this you oh, know jeez
0: yeah well, I know eBay's good for me if I need something specific that I know. Yes. Like even I've I've even put in part numbers, like a blade mm-hmm. part number for, you yeah, know. Yeah, BLH 1901, boom, it comes up. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, for anything for the, the 450X that I had. Right. Even mm-hmm. some of the older stuff like the, the, the Align 450 SE clones that I have,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, or had the flyboard ones. Right, uh, right. You get stuff for that. So if you know what you want, man, eBay is definitely a way to go. Yeah,
1: um, I mean, and and sometimes I'll even when I don't know what I want, I'll kind of try to do a smart search. Like if I'm looking for like certain like just BK servos, I'll just do BK servos, and a lot of times I'll get a whole bunch of other listings. But I mean, you know, it's 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 sometimes like oh, someone's selling a set of aligned servos that'll work in my five hundred. For a hundred bucks and, you know, they're brand new in package. They just didn't want to use it and they're selling it, you know? Yeah. So you, sometimes you kind of you kind of find deals that way, which is nice on eBay. Um, All right. Let me – I guess I'll go through the, the sites I've had good luck with. And it's not much. I think it's only a little bit. Um, My first site I go to check anything is eBay. Yes. Uh, yeah. The, you know, I've, I've, I've been an eBay member since I think like 20 – 2004 or something like that. I like that. I you know when you're going when you're looking for a specific part, you can search it. Nine out of ten times, you'll be able to find it. And then you know like and then from there, I usually save the sellers that I like. So I know you were saying that like you know you might you order something and I think you told me one day like I don't really order from eBay because it takes a long time sometimes for you to get something. It's because you don't know who you're buying from if you don't like really keep track of that. Like you know. Oh, yes, that's true. They, they have a very high rating and they're quote unquote power seller, you know. But there's a couple of places that I know I like ordering from, Heli Direct being one of them off of their eBay page. Um, there's also Heli Nation, which is okay. There's Wild Monkey RC, uh, which is like I think in South Carolina or somewhere in the the Southeast. There's uh, Go Nitro Hobbies and Power Hobbies, and they're actually local, somewhat local to me. Go Nitro hobbies is in, it's in Muncie New York it's a thirty minute drive for me, and it's just a warehouse like picture an eBay store this eBay store is just a warehouse like you know you walk in and it's just these guys you know with all these metal racks with like I mean it's just insane they have so much inventory it's crazy um but you know I could go there and say, hey, you know as long as you have cash you can go there and be like, hey, I saw this listing on your site on on eBay, I want to purchase it, and no uh, they'll hook you up, you know Nice. I've gotten like five percent off and shit, you know, um here and there, you know, depending on what I bought. You know, I bought my three eighty there and I got five percent off everything. And I mean I pay cash, you know. Um but that that offsets the tax and stuff, right? Like, you know, that that helps. Yeah. A little shipping, have it in my hand, started building it that night. You know, that's something to be said right there. Uh power hobby's also the same. They're in uh Mawa Ramsey area in New Jersey here. Mawa. Yeah, you know, so they're only about twenty-five minutes away. You know, their their inventory is a little bit less than Go Nitro, though. Go Nitro hobbies has, I mean, seriously, they're they're. I just I, I every time I go there, I'm a little kid out of canister. like, oh, oh, so many things I want, and they're all just on a metal shelf, like it's not like it's organized or there's any displays. You know, it's just a warehouse, but wow, they got a lot of stuff. Yeah, I got to take a ride up there one day, would you? Yeah, yeah. Next time you need something small and they have it on their eBay page, you know, we can just drive up there and just pick it up. It's great. Okay, so I did mention HeliDirect Direct after eBay store, but I do also buy HeliDirect Direct directly from Helly Direct, 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 direct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> they're uh, they're good. They uh, they, they have a lot of items and they have a lot of items in stock. They're quick on shipment. Their prices are fair. Um, I don't normally find a lot of discounts from them and stuff and you know but it is what it is so so heli direct's definitely a a site that i use here and there cool this is this is a new one um i don't know even how to say this name i call it timka rc t-m-k-a-r-c they're located in spring texas and anthony's actually the one who hooked me up with uh with this guy. You basically I basically messaged uh I forgot his name. I think it was like Kevin or John. Um and I messaged him on Facebook and I wanted to get um what did I get from him? Oh, I crashed the oxy. Uh my first big crash with the oxy, which cost me about a hundred bucks to fix. Um I wanted I needed blades, I needed, you know, side frames, I needed this, I needed that. Like I needed a whole slew of parts. He was the best price I've ever seen for all those parts. You know, and, and of course what I did is I got an eBay shopping cart, you know, ready and then I gave him you know, and I said, These are the parts I need and I basically screenshotted the shopping cart to him. Oh, so wow. he had all the part numbers and prices and then he came back and he was like maybe ten or fifteen percent cheaper, shipped to my door. I got that um I think what did I get from him? I think I think that was it. And then remember Soon after that order, I was talking to you, and we ordered two icons from him. Oh, okay. And remember, we got them at we price? got icons, and uh, I got a hat out of the deal too. I think. Yeah, yeah. And out of the deal, we got free. Uh, it wasn't free shipping. It was like they give you free ground shipping, but you can upgrade to um USPS Priority okay. for like five dollars. But he just basically, you know, like basically you pay five bucks for shipping. But it was, you know, it came in a large, it came in a pretty big box, and you know, maybe a medium size, so it probably cost about ten bucks a ship. And, um, you know, it came with the hat, the two icons, and, and then I think some other parts that I might have ordered with that. And he gave us a really good price, definitely under the retail cost. I think it was like one forty each, and they were going for like one forty nine or one fifty nine at the time. Or and I think it was even more because that, they recently dropped the price to one forty nine. You know, within the last six months, so uh, it might have been like I think one eighty, and he gave it to us for one forty or something like that, so um yeah, those guys, and they shipped it super quick, you know, we got it a couple of days later. I think we would have gotten it sooner if I was actually home that day and not flying, I think like <laughs> it came in on a Saturday or Friday or so I don't remember, but um they're you know they're in Texas, so they're not too far as far as you know geographically they're still in the same country <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah, so you know, I I like them. I I would definitely go back and shop with them. Uh, their website isn't the best though. I, I do you know I do want to make a comment about that. They have um you know it's easy to navigate, but it just kind of seems uh, old and outdated. Um, it's hard to search for things, like browse for things. It's easier to just put in a part number and search it. Oh okay. So it's it's kind of like that, you know. Another site I like, and this is, I've only the only reason I've went to this site is because I heard it on RCHN, is uh, Lower Heli. You always hear Ken from Lower Heli. Um, he's located in Portland, Oregon, and I've ordered a couple parts from him, and it, he was super quick shipment. Like, yeah, like I had no discrepancies. Everything was perfect. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, so I had really good uh, experience with that. So, I would definitely recommend uh, lower Heli. It, it does seem that he has more line stuff than than any other manufacturer. you know line maybe some goblin stuff, maybe synergy and you know but like he didn't have i don't think he had a lot of oxy stuff or blade he didn't carry too much you know, it was more of a higher end helicopter company I guess or retailer um, How were so. his
0: prices? I thought I was on their website and I thought their their prices were a little high.
1: Um, I mean, I don't know. Thought it was all right. I thought it was okay. I'm pretty sure if you went, you know, you messaged Ken and uh, said, "Hey, you know, I could get this here cheaper. He might price match it. Don't quote me on it. I don't know. You know, don't be calling and say, "Hey, someone's selling this for this much. You got to match it or anything." I thought it was pretty comparative. I mean, uh, comparable. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe if it is a little bit higher, I think he offers free shipping after fifty bucks, which is nice. Okay. So, you know, some of that gets offset. Like, I look at, whenever I look at prices, uh, it's not just for the part, it's the combined price, like with shipping and all that stuff. Um, oh, yeah, you got to factor that into it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, like, when I go on eBay and when, I, especially when I sell on eBay, I just go free shipping and factor in what my shipping costs into the cost of the thing I'm trying to sell. I, I you know, I find that to be so much easier that, Hey, you know, this is the price I'm paying. I don't want to see no hidden shipping costs or even if it's not hidden, because I'm not gonna look so until I'm checking <laughs> out. So you know, like I don't want to get surprised by anything, but like, oh crap, I'm ordering like eBay has a notorious thing. eBay stores have are notorious for this, and I warn folks. Um, you order like six or seven things from a place, they're all small little parts and they charge you two ninety nine each. Don't buy it. I'm sorry. To these stores, even a couple of stores that I like to buy from. What do you mean they charge two ninety nine a piece for shipping? They don't. They don't do combined shipping. Yeah, I, I've I've fallen victim to that too, man. I don't yes. really like that. Yeah, so be careful when you're checking out and you see I have five items and I'm getting charged fifteen bucks for five small parts. Parts like links, parts, right? You get a little main gear, little you know, you know, maybe a main grips or a, a you know, a main shaft or something like that. All the stuff that they're gonna put in one box and they're charging you fifteen dollars to ship a five dollar box is ridiculous. Right. That I don't I don't fall for. You got on eBay, if you're an eBay buyer, you gotta be smart about it. Look at their shipping policies, see if they do combined shipping. I've had um, very good luck with certain companies where instead of buying, you know, go nitro hobbies, this place, that place, this place, I'm buying parts from everyone, and then I look at my cart and I see Okay, who's charging me what? You know what? Power Hobby sells the same part for a little bit more, but they offer combined shipping. So if I had that part, I don't pay anything extra. I just pay instead of four ninety nine, I pay five twenty five, and I get the part without paying another extra three dollars shipping. I'm moving that from that store to this store. You know, a lot of and a lot of them do that. A lot of them have the same parts around the same prices, fluctuating maybe up or down a couple dollars. But check the shipping. You can definitely get yourself into a a shipping frenzy hole where you just end up paying a lot more shipping than you have to. Yeah. Um, so you know that's that's definitely a good tip to uh to tell. Uh, moving on, Hobby
0: King. Oh, I forgot to even mention them. Yes. They probably have more than my more of my wallet than any other site, and I totally <laughs> forgot to mention them. Yes.
1: Um. I think. Uh, maybe about six months back, I did a little tally of how much money I spent on Hobby King. Ugh. And this is primarily on motors, ESCs, Orange RX, wires, all the small little stuff. And, you know, maybe a couple planes. I don't
0: even know if I want to hear.
1: It was well over six grand in like, I don't know. A oh two, my God. Two, A year and a half I was in the hobby. Oh. You know, at the time of two years when I was in the hobby at the time. So, yeah. You know, I spent a lot of money Hobby King. Um, I'm a. What do they call it? I'm a platinum member, you know. Like my orders get priority, like pack, you know, what do you call it? Um, you know, boxed express and shipping. Handling. Express sh-
0: no, like express you don't. I
1: don't. Packing express, express packing, yeah, or priority packing or whatever. Um, you know, I get. They have like their reward system, so that's kind of nice. It's very low reward. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about. Yeah, it's very low rewards. You do get, um. Couple of cents to the dollar you spend there, and and basically you could redeem that at any time for any purchase. Um, so when it you know when for me if it gets up to, uh, you know, 10, 20 bucks, and I'm buying something, um, especially something like a bigger item, maybe something that costs a lot in shipping, to offset the shipping cost, especially if it's coming international, I'll you know I'll use that extra bit of money that I've collected, the you know rebate not rebate money the uh, cash back I guess. But I order from the Western Warehouse as much as possible over International and Eastern. Eastern, I think, I don't know. They don't have their infrastructure set up properly. There's times where I order stuff from the Western Warehouse, and I'm like, oh, crap, wait. Oh, they don't have it in stock. Oh, but they have a stock on Eastern. All right, I'll just order this part from the Eastern, and I'll get the Western Warehouse a day or two ahead of the Eastern.
0: Yeah, I got to say the same thing, yeah.
1: We're talking about where's the western? It's um the West warehouse is what? Um Oregon, I think, right? Yeah. Or somewhere in the northwest up there. So you're looking at twenty five hundred
0: miles versus probably five hundred miles?
1: Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe five hundred or thousand. I mean
0: it's it's Arkansas? It's twelve hundred to Oh, is that where it is? I thought it was the East
1: Coast. East coast and southeast. It's Arkansas. Yeah.
0: It's Arkansas. Oh, all right. So
1: Yeah, that's why it has an A K. You're still talking about Oh, another one is Washington. It's Washington State. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it has to do with their the Arkansas Warehouse the East Warehouse is new. Could you be. Know. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just they haven't run through all the, you know, the kinks in the employees as far as like the process of packaging stuff and getting stuff, or maybe they're ramping up the store much faster than they can handle. You know the warehouse much faster than they can actually push out the stuff, and the prices are actually a little bit different. If you haven't noticed, obviously the prices for international is much cheaper. Yeah, I would say it's like a not much cheaper, five percent cheaper, but you're paying it in shipping, right? So it kind of offsets it. Buying stuff from the West, um, I always do USPS Priority, so it's always like five or ten bucks, whatever it is. Um, so I'm, you know, for the most part, I'm pretty much guaranteed two to three days but like i'll get the item the tracking stuff like it'll say shipped much quicker than it does in arkansas when i get that sometimes it's like 2 days and i don't see any updates it's still printed at the warehouse you know and i'm like what's going on why haven't they shipped it is there a problem is it back ordered like are they did they lose it i mean you know like i don't get it like yeah you, you would think there's like you know hobby king is such a huge company they've been dealing with shipping things all over the world from international warehouse. They have a UK, they have an Australia, I think. They have uh, you know, two in the in the US here. Like Well these two in the US just opened too, right? I mean Yeah, but they've been doing it for years. Right? I think we spoke about it before. Hobby King used to be Hobby City, I think. You yeah. know, like, Hobby King's been around for a long time. Right, you right. Know, I don't, I don't know. Don't quote me on how long. I don't know. Definitely longer than I've been in the hobby recently, right? The last three years. So, um, you know, like they should know how to ship. They should know how to process packages and process warehouse, you know, the invoices and stuff and get that stuff out. So I don't know, you know, whether it's in China or whether it's in us, I mean, you know, if you have a process, it should work.
0: I have to say that I just don't like, I, I don't like dealing with the overseas, the overseas warehouses, from Hobby King with the larger stuff. Even though it's cheaper, man, the freaking shipping just gets yeah. crazy.
1: I mean, I yeah. Mean, I, we
0: talked about that when we had Kevin on Matusik, man, about the, the one plane I was looking at that I kind of liked. And, jeez, the shipping was like 50-something dollars.
1: Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, if you think about it, it's unavoidable. Like try, right. to, like, try to bring on a large luggage from here to China. Like, what do you think the airline is going to charge you? Yeah. You know, like you bring like a something like a golf bag, right? A golf, uh, you know, golf club bag, right? Yeah,
0: you're looking at seventy five dollars easy.
1: Seventy five dollars easy. When I even fly, flying in within domestically, yeah. from here to Utah, when I went snowboarding, I paid uh, almost a hundred bucks for my snowboard bag because it' a weight and a irregular size. So if you think about a a big plane that's boxed up, yes, it's in a box, but it's still being shipped on a plane, right? You know, so. Yeah, it sucks to pay fifty dollars plus for anything, but it, it all depends on how much you want it. Like I, I've been dying to get that, um, what is it, the C forty seven? Oh yeah, yeah. Remember I think we were talking about it way back in the day with Jeff that oh, I want to get this, but the shipping was too much and the, the plane was too much. Like, you know, not too much. It was you get a lot for what you pay for, but it was you know way out of my budget. Yeah. So. I mean, wait. Maybe that plane that you're looking for will eventually hit the west coast, and then maybe you only have to spend twenty bucks to ship it. Yeah, true. You know, so yeah, Hobby King's okay. Small stuff, especially, is it's not too bad. Um, yeah, any kind of connectors, yeah, you yeah. can't beat it, dude. You, you can get connectors, wires, shrink wrap, yeah, wire loom. You know, little stuff like wheels, spinners, like just all the all that stuff. It's great.
0: I've gotten a lot of LED strands from them. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're just dirt cheap on that kind of stuff.
1: Yep, yep. Um, The other thing I want to say that I had a really good experience is buying from friends. (laughs) Yeah. I've been getting a lot of good used stuff from my friends at a price that's unbeatable across the board. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're friends, right? You get the friends and family discount. Um, but even like when I, I, when I bought my DX nine, I bought it off of, uh, I bought it off of Facebook. So that's my next one is Facebook.
0: Oh, did you buy it off of Facebook?
1: Yeah. I I, I bought it off of, wait, is it Facebook or Heli Freak?
0: I know you deal with Heli Freak too, a lot. Yeah. I'm I'm not, I
1: really want to say no, no, sorry. It was Heli Freak. Okay. So. Um, you know, I don't know this guy, random person, you know, check their ratings, seems to be okay, seems to be a good seller. So on the forums is another one too. Um I'll I'll group Facebook and forums together because they're both kind of social sites, right? Um gotta be careful, definitely. Um one thing you never do is send money to someone you don't know as friends and family through PayPal. You have no reassurance that if you don't if you don't know this person, and you send them, you know, so what I paid, I paid 300 bucks for my DX9, you know, shipped to my door or 320 shipped to my door, whatever it was. Um, I sent the money. But if I send the friends and family, he never shipped it out. He I can't do a claim with PayPal. I can't do nothing. Oh, I
0: didn't know that.
1: If I pay out of my um, bank account. Right. Like, the you know, how you have your direct debit or whatever. Right. right yeah. Your SOL, your bank can't do anything either. Oh, I did not know that. If you use a credit card, on the other hand, your credit card you could claim it with them, and they will now try to fight it with PayPal. But you know, at the end, if you don't know the person, do not send their friends and family. Send it as um, as goods and service. Now, when you send it as goods and service, there's a, they pay a four percent charge. Um, most sellers notice, and that's why they try to convince you to send it as friends and family and say oh you can trust me on all this stuff no and another thing i don't do is i don't buy from listings of people that have one price plus shipping plus paypal fees that extra plus shipping plus paypal fees i've already said screw it i don't want to deal with the math um <laughs> i want to set price if you know so the facebook's very good for that they the, a lot of the posts are like Hey, I'm selling this motor, $40 shipped to the continental U.S. Sweet. I know that if I send that person a PM, he's going to give me his PayPal address. I'm going to send it, and then and we're going to be good. Now, um, before you send the money, though, make sure he knows that you're sending it as goods and services, so you, you're protected. At that point, if you guys want to arrange um, a 4% increase in the price to cover it, or maybe cover half, like 2%, that's fine. Um, I'll actually tell a little story about my first, not first, but one of my interactions on Facebook to buy something. Actually, it was my first, I think. So I was buying, um, I had my Blade 180 CFX, and I was buying um, an MSHU brain the yeah. little micro-brain, the little mini-icon, right? Yep. Micro-icon. I'm not going to say the name, but the person I reached out to was uh, a Team Lynx pilot or whatever, or uh, Oxy pilot or Lynx pilot. And, you know, he, he posted that, hey, I have these for sale. I got a bunch of extra so that way you don't have to wait to get the shipment from China. I'll get this stuff in and then I can resell it at the same retail price. Okay. You know, so I was like, sweet. And, and just $5 for shipping, right, for USPS. That's awesome. Small flat rate box, awesome. Cool, let's do this. So it was like $99 plus five bucks. So it was 104. And, you know, I was talking to him. Okay. Yeah. Is it brand new? Yes. It's brand new. Yes. I'm a team, you know, pilot or whatever. You can, you know, like you see me on Facebook. I'm reputable. Sure. Okay. I'm, I was sort of new at Facebook and new in the heli scene, um, you know, the way I am now, at least. And it was like, okay, let's, uh, all right, give me your PayPal email. I'll send the money or send me a request. He sent me a request because i told him to invoice me okay so when he invoiced me it as an invoice now you're talking business talk so now it's goods and services so i sent in the money and it got reduced by four percent and he was like i only sold 95 dollars, you know sentence i'm like hey here's my receipt i sent you 104 dollars did you do it as a goods service or did you do it as friends and family? And he was like, "Oh, I've never invoiced anyone before. It must have went through as goods and service and blah blah." And I'm like, you know, he's a well-known person, and I was like, you know, I don't. This is my first purchase. I don't want to screw someone over. Like, I don't want to have to have him eat the cost because, he's, you know, right. there's a mistake. So I'm like, okay, what's the difference? You know, five bucks, fine. I'll just send you the extra five bucks. Whatever. You know. I'm still getting it at a good price, and I'm getting it in two days when they're out of stock everywhere else. So, but yeah, so be careful, and you got to talk to the person, make sure that they are in agreements to that. Um, if they say friends and family, you know, you need to get someone you know to vouch for them.
0: That's a that's know? probably the best thing you can take away from from this podcast, man. Is the difference between I had no idea. Yeah, you know, you know, and I've I just getting- sent money out today. To, yeah, to Chris Robert.
1: Did you do it to friends and family, or? Yes, I did it friends and family. Okay,
0: you can trust. I'm Chris. never seeing those batteries. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. No, 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 He's no. part of the team, man. He ain't gonna no, screw I, us no, over. No, now. dude, I, I know. <laughs> um,
0: but that's a that's a fantastic um, tip, man. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, so just be careful. You, you know, no one wants to get burned in this hobby by some, you know, freaking jackass that you know is not. Is just looking out for himself and not for the the hobby itself
0: and so. i had something happen on facebook um i had a friend recommend a local guy who said his grandfather had had some of these larger balsa kits and stuff mm-hmm. um i went on to facebook and looked at the post that he had and it said it said free to a good home or whatever but, oh okay so i'm like all right free is freaking great you know what they say free is for me so i'm like okay so i, I messaged the guy and as i'm messaging him he's 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 like, well, you know, my grandfather's not doing that good, and I'd like to get as much as I can. And I was like, well, wait, your, your post kind of says free. And he's like, well, if you want to stop by and look at it, you can. But, you know, um, and I did go by and look at the stuff because I'm just a knucklehead for all this stuff anyways. Man, I just <laughs> I'm like a lemming with some of this stuff, dude. I'll just fall right off the cliff. <laughs> but I went and looked at it, and he was like, yeah, you know, I'd like to get 300 for this. And I'm thinking the whole time, you know, well, dude, you originally said free. Now you want $300 just for one of these things. And, I, you know, I didn't want to, you know, if his grandfather wasn't in good health and stuff like that, I really didn't want to, like, you know, push it or anything. But mm-hmm. eh, I just thought that was kind of a little strange, a little weird. I took a couple pictures and told them, you know, I'll, I'll spread the word
1: around, but I don't I don't really want anything, you know. Dude, I mean, to me, it sounded like a 100% scam. Yeah. Like, you like bait and switch, right? Like, oh, come here. Yeah, we got some free stuff. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, 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 yeah. We ran out of free stuff, but you could buy that stuff. This goes you back know?
0: to what you were saying about you know growing up in this area. I mean, you you lose your gullibility really fast in in Shut this area. I mean, you're you're not you know from the the bad part of town, street smart, but you're not an idiot either. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, all you have to do is like work in Manhattan for a little bit and yeah, or or just a a larger city like that, and you'll know right away. You know, hey, I don't need to talk to this guy. He's just he's full of it. You know. Yeah so i don't know it's just I, I i just you know i wasn't a douche or anything just was like okay you know do do what i can and yeah took some pictures and that was it yeah yep. but it could have totally been a scam yeah you never know could have gotten robbed dude i could have <laughs> could have took the 12 dollars that was in my pocket <laughs> but you know what i do too yeah here's a funny thing um and uh, Goes back to me being paranoid, but you know what I do is, is a lot of times I'll do if I'm going to like we we go to a lot of places by ourselves. Like my wife's not into it at all; she's not coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's like like one of us, like hey, I'm I'm going to check this stuff out. You want to come with me? Like whenever I do something like this, where after hours I'll go to somebody's house. I don't never met him before. You know, it's a Facebook type thing. Yeah. I don't know if they're a freaking you know Jason Voorhees or anything like that. Mm-hmm. What I'll do is I'll I'll just. I'll usually t- text the address to my wife at, okay. or, or I'll email the address to, like, myself or my work email just so I have a record at this time is where I went to this address, you know?
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, uh, it sounds dude. stupid, but, dude, you you never know.
1: I know. You never know. But what is that? That just catches. A...
0: Just after you're dead, they're going to catch. Yeah, exactly. uh, you're going to say there's a little bit of record.
1: and then, and, and all he has to say is. Oh, he was supposed to come by but he never made it. Yeah, true. You know, so but I you, think you never next know. time you have a case like that, dude, just fucking call me, man. I'll All right, I'll, I'll call you. You know, like <laughs> Steve, I'm scared to go to the Bring some back up, you know what I'm saying? Bring some muscle with you.
0: <laughs> well, I'm not a I'm not a um I'm not five foot two and ninety
1: nine pounds. All right, yeah. you're my muscle there. So, i will bring you with yeah, me. Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> Yeah. I might not be big, but I'm freaking crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> People That's look it. at me and they're like, dude, there's no way I'm going to knock this guy over the head. I don't want to cart 200 pounds around.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> no way. All right. So um, moving on here. Sites not so great. Uh, I don't really remember sites that aren't that great. If I don't like them, I just don't order them. You from just them. don't go back. Yeah. I never go back. So, I mean, one, one thing I do, I know you wrote about Banggood. Um, I definitely had decent luck with them when i ordered the 250 ZMR quad kit i i think I, I think that's the same kit you ordered right
0: no no you had got the the ZMR with the the carbon frame and everything the right? carbon
1: frame and uh the pc board built in and all that stuff yeah right so when i ordered that it took two weeks to get from china to home to the to u.s so. bastard so like, you know, I got it and I was like, wait, you ordered yours. Remember we were talking to the field? I was like, I can't believe you still haven't gotten yours yet. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, did you message them and they said yeah, there was some issue and they they shipped it out, they made sure it should be coming soon. Yeah, they were like, please be patient. Well Yeah. And and like for me, like I got it in, in like two weeks, maybe a little bit more, maybe two and a half weeks. But before I knew it, you know, it was here and I, I was I had it built and then I had it crashed. <laughs> <laughs> and I still haven't got mine, and I still haven't got yours, <laughs> right? you know so so my experiences were decent with them. The prices are super cheap, yeah, like unbelievably cheap, but if you look at those same models, same thing, nine out of ten times you can find an eBay seller in China, but just as cheap, and since they're going through eBay, they don't want to get a bad rating. So they're obligated to ship get their crap or... straight and, and ship it quick, yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing also kind of good about eBay when you're dealing international. And because you're doing it all through PayPal, you can make a claim. You can get your money back. You have some guarantee. Yes. Um, and you can drop them some crazy bad rating. And I've done that where like – you know, I didn't hear back for a while, and I didn't get my package or something I ordered or or came like really late. And I put a and I was like, hey, you know, I messaged the person, hey, you know, I'm gonna give you a bad rating if you don't make this better. Yeah. And one of the things was like, well, was it wasn't my. F-? I'm like, hey, you know, like your policy states this, you didn't abide by. it. I didn't get a tracking number until like five days later. I didn't get this to this. And I was like, you know, what? I'm leaving a bad rating, and, and he got all crazy. <laughs> they got yeah. all mad at me. Uh, and then you know like and then we worked it out he gave me, he gave me like he, he sent back like twenty percent of the co- uh, of the cost, wow. and then I recanted my uh, my uh rating or whatever my uh, feedback and and you know and eBay was like, i can't really recant your feedback, but I could delete it, and it could just leave a new one or leave a blank one. I'm like that's fine." Yeah, and I never dealt with that person. I put, I make sure I remember that person, that, that, not person, but the store or whatever. Yeah. That seller. And, and that, like, you know, so eBay does have its little things too. You know, don't, eBay's definitely not perfect. But, you know, once you're around it for a while and you have some experience, eBay can be a very uh, good tool to find RC parts. I,
0: I think on the forums, you mentioned forums. I, I've had, have, I have dealt with people on forums. Mm -hmm. Um, not even sure. eBay must have been around back in the day, but I had a I had a car where it was it was a Dodge Stealth and uh I had there was a forum specifically for the the three thousand GTs and the Dodge Stealth. And um VR floor. Yeah, and I can remember a guy saying he had um or white gauges. Eh? I think it was white gauges. Okay. And um you know, to change those. I asked the guy, you have them in stock, and he said yeah. I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a PayPal on it, and months and months went by, dude, and I didn't get anywhere. He was answering all these other people. I finally, I finally went on to whatever his rating was, and I I gave him the lowest rating, like, and and comment, and mm-hmm. he wound up like starting starting trouble with me on the forum, starting to say, you know, hey, you know, you didn't have to do that. You could have contacted me. I was like, look, dude, I contacted you before. I asked you if the stuff was in stock. I paid for it and you've you never got back to me. What was I what was I supposed to do? All right? What, what where was am I supposed to go? And then I stopped payment like I went to PayPal and said I never got stuff. Yep. And I think he wound up sending me the stuff when we had negotiated again to settle up, but I was like you can and if you if you look like there's guys that'll come on all gung ho on some of these forums and be like, "Yeah, I can supply this, I can supply that." And then once a couple months goes by and they get backlogged, sometimes yeah. these guys just disappear and you gotta just you just gotta know that that's a possibility
1: it could happen. Yes. Yep. You gotta be careful, and and that's why like feedback is so important on forums, Facebook. Um, you always see like, hey, I, you know, I bought this and this from this person, and transaction was smooth, and this was good. Like when you see that type of feedback about a person, I don't I don't feel half as worried about sending this person money and and not getting my stuff. And going through PayPal, like I, th-
0: I think this was. This was a long, long time ago, man. But mm-hmm. I don't even know if they had the 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 friends part of it where you could because I I can remember going to PayPal to get my money back,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and there was no there was no issue with it at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was before they had changed the way they did things. I don't remember ever remember being able to transfer money, um, back in the day like that. But
1: I could be I could be wrong. I just might not yeah, have ever I think noticed it's it. Relatively new. Um, doing the to friends and family the fee list, but that stuff. was
0: always huge with me too. All I, I, everything I did was PayPal. Um, so if I did have a problem, it's basically your. There's a little bit of in between. There's an in between company you know, right.
1: on, on your side, more or less. You know. Well, you know how PayPal does that, right? Like how they handle disputes as as a seller or someone who's receiving money, or as a user, you need to link a bank account, a physical routing and checking account.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and then they'll just.
1: Yeah, Go and they will, They will. They have the right to withdraw that money if, if someone's disputing and you don't respond within the fifteen or thirty days or whatever it is. Yep. So, beware all you scammers. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move to the next segment. We've we've been we've been talking for quite a long time on this segment here, which is good. I think it's uh, it's definitely good to know where to buy stuff, where not to buy stuff. You know.
0: Yeah, and this is just our opinions. We're not sponsored by anybody. I mean, so.
1: Yeah. Take it for no what it is. Yep. Um, if you also, you know, if our listeners have a a site that they like to deal with and they want to show us, definitely let us know. Uh, email us and.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool.
1: All right, so let's go into the news segment. News. News: planes, helis, multirotors, FPV. Uh, I actually was able to take some time to add some stuff in here, so let me start here. Yeah, see that. Yeah. Uh first this is Freefall RC podcast news. We have a new team member. Good.
2: Woohoo. Yay.
1: Uh Chris is joining us as our webmaster for our website that he recently put together in a night. One yeah. night or so. Um initially it took him a night. I think he's put a little more stuff here and there. Um you know, it's, it's a it's a basic site, you know, kind of gives us Are like just a uh, you know just a spot on the web that we can take a look and send people to to uh, find links to all our stuff uh, whether it's our Instagram, YouTube pages, or Facebook pages uh, where the podcast is. Yeah, it only can go from there. Yeah, so it can grow. Yep, Um, I'm gonna actually suggest to him that I wanna have a a section on a like a gallery section, you know, our fleet stuff you know maybe part of meet the crew on it have like these are the planes and helis that we currently fly and maybe have a gallery attached to it so oh that's I'm, cool you know kind of show off our our stuff that we have or the radios we fly with maybe our charging station even though it looks yeah, nothing maybe like this not <laughs> yeah. i don't care I'm i'm a bit shameless when it comes to that stuff like hey it works for me it's not perfect it doesn't look good but it's pure functional, right? I could charge a pack on the field, you know. So, yeah, that's that's our kind of biggest news of... Uh...
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. Chris is... Uh, that'll be a, a good central point. You could get a hold of Chris. Um, he does a ton of work with the Heli community and I think with RC community in, in general. Like, yes. he's answered so many questions about different things, this and that. Like, yep. he's he's been the go-to guy for a lot of stuff. He's got... Well, he's almost got 30 years experience in the hobby. I mean, it was great having him on. We got to do that again.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, uh, I think we're talking. I think you're, you on the, the group chat too. You know, he's going to, yeah. he's going to talk to the wife and, you know, he's definitely going to make an appearance, um, maybe once a month or twice a month. We'll see. You know, we'll kind of play it by ear. That's cool. You know, just, uh, I feel like we definitely need to, um, uh, put a lot of thought into topics when, when we have him on. Just, um, but maybe we should I don't know Oh, We c- we just can't wing it? No pun no, no, intended No, we can wing it But uh, I'm just curious Maybe we should just Not do a heli topic with yeah. it To kind of just You know, trip him up And like Okay, now I gotta I gotta dig deep, guys You know <laughs> You know, to his childhood and stuff When he was more of a uh, You know, plane flyer Than a, a heli pilot So uh, Let's see, what else do I have here? Um, I was looking at some, you know, RC Magazine sites and stuff, and SIG uh, released a new plane called the Fly Baby. Um, it kind of looks like a, it's kind of it, like the Spacewalker look. It has like, it's like a low wing, a little bit of a dihedral. Yeah. Well, cool. um, we'll post the link in the show notes and on Facebook.
0: It's but, um, like an old school, like, 30s racer style, like.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, Definitely. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's a it's a decent size, sixty-eight point nine, so sixty-nine inch wingspan. Um, it's forty-eight inches and weighs about a little under eight pounds. Wow, dude, that's like almost six feet.
0: Yeah, six foot wingspan.
1: Yeah, it's pretty big. Um, you can go gas glow or a power sixty electric. So power sixty, that's uh, that's a pretty big motor, right? What's your motor on your? Uh... On the Mustang, yeah, I think that's a power sixty. Okay, on yeah. That. Um, it uses a a four channel system uh, with standard size servos, and you can order it. The order number or the part number model number is SEA two three eight Fly Baby, and uh, retail price is two hundred eight bucks. So it's not too bad, I think. You know, as far as price and the, the size of the plane. What is, What is
0: this thing like? A stick ball thing? you got to build it, or like? No, I think it's a. Is it all I, together? Just
1: gotta. I think it's an arf. I think you just have to. Um, add a couple of things together yeah so it's it is an arf so it is balsam plywood but it's almost ready to fly so most most of the parts to put together and you just have to glue like the main wing and the spar and the tail
0: you're gonna roll your eyes dude because it's like i'm almost ready to fly come on dude my desk is almost ready to fly if you put a freaking motor on you know what i mean it's like yeah, yeah. come on that's that's a joke Almost ready to fly. I
1: mean, so so the I, yeah. Why don't they yeah. just
0: say frame only?
1: I don't know. I guess it's because it's not just a frame only. I mean, if you think about it, like in the hobby, we, we should we should go over this stuff. Uh, RTF yeah. ready to fly. That usually means everything is ready to fly, including radio in the box and everything. Yeah, um, yeah, that and, I understand. And when I but when I expect ready to fly, I expect batteries to be in that transmitter too. Which sometimes they're not.
0: Yeah. Just
1: saying. Um. Okay. And then you have your spectrum, bind and fly, right? Yeah. So bind and flies. that's I understand what that's, that's, that is. Yep. That's receiver is already in there. Um. There's two different bind and flies though. There's the traditional bind and fly, and this newer version bind and fly basic, which doesn't come with a battery. Okay. So that's something to know. Older bind and flies come with a battery pack, one pack. Usually no charger, but sometimes depending on the model, if it's a UMX model, it'll come with a little, you know, uh, battery charger. And then there's the Bynum Fly Basic, like the 360 CFX, right? That Blade 360 CFX is Biden Fly Basic. It doesn't come with a battery. It comes with everything on the helicopter, but no battery pack, okay. and that's a 6s pack.
0: But that I understand. That can you know? be easily taken care of with a little phrase: "Battery's not included."
1: Sure. And then, you know, same thing with, like, the Carbon Cubs, Z, those bigger foam, you know, airplanes. They're buy-and-fly basic. So expect to buy a 6S battery pack for that or whatever it uses. And then you have your plug-and-play or plug-and-fly. Yeah, those I don't see that much anymore. Right? The plug-and-flies are basically the same thing as this other one I want to say is receiver-ready. So the plane has a servos and motor and prop and just, it needs a battery and a receiver. So that's the plug-in flies and the and, the bin- and the, uh, receiver ready. And then you have your ARF, almost ready to fly. Now, it's not, you're saying, it's not almost ready to fly. It's far from it. <laughs> you know? Um, exactly. But, I mean, if you think about it, how long did it take you to build that kunai? That's an ARF. Yeah. Right? It, well, you glued that, the wings was, that, was,
0: that was an ARF with a motor. The motor was with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's more of a plug-and-fly, plug I think, right? Or PNF or PNP or whatever. I don't see
0: that anymore. All I, all I see now is almost ready-to-flies, bind and flies and ready-to-flies. Yeah. I, I don't see the PN, the, the plug-and-flies anymore.
1: I see that on Hobby Care site quite oh. a bit. But, okay, so so you have those ones where, like, it comes with all the electronics. but But ours didn't. No, we, right. We it came with the motor. Came with the motor. Yeah, it was pre-installed with a motor, and that's and they still consider it an ARF. Um, so it needed the servos, the ESC. You had to glue the wings together, glue the tail uh, pieces together, and then basically, uh, and you had to do the push rods and stuff, right? I remember having to do that, and then and then I was ready to go. So like with this kit. I'm sure that the wings are separate because it's a pretty big wing. Yeah. Right? Talking about almost 70 inches. So you have a you know, a two-part wing that you, you can either glue or this one will probably be a detachable wing for yeah, transport. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Um, but the tail, that's going to be – you're going to have to use epoxy, put that on. The wheels, you'll probably have to put that on. The cow, this one does not come with an engine, does not come with servos. It's just a basic airframe. So you can think of it as an RF as an airframe only. You know, you need to put some money into it to build it, and then some money into to buy the electronics. Um, you know, but if you ever play built a balsa plane, this is almost ready to fly compared to a balsa plane. <laughs> okay, a kit. I should say. Yeah. Okay, like the kits are like okay. I have a bunch of twigs, and now I got to use wax paper and and these pins on a cardboard like or cork, you know, bottom thingy, so I could pin these all together cut the sticks to length sand them up oh, too big sand them down a little more up oh, too small crap i gotta cut out another piece now oh i see
0: i'm seeing looking at the model right now it says one of the key features is all major components are factory built and finished i guess yes. that's what you look for yes then you'll know that the fuselages together the wings are probably
1: yeah the wings are covered ready and they have the little string in there for you to pull your servo leads through for your ailerons and if they has flaps and stuff, yeah, 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 so that's so the other thing I wanted to talk about in the news was, um I've been hearing a lot more i I've, I've kind of heard it maybe a month or so, but it's now this whole uh drone racing league, you know, everyone's familiar or should be familiar with multi g p now, um they're uh, more of a community based club racing, I guess, or maybe amateur racing. Uh, quad racing and what drone racing league is or drl is um from what i can gather information wise they're like the top of the top pilots flying it's like the national football league like like the big leagues like nfl nba you know mls like all the big major league stuff this is what they're trying to simulate so you can apply there's a little apply button on the website from what i've heard from other podcasts and other folks is that um this is mainly pretty much an invite only like you can apply for it but if you're don't have like a repertoire of video clips of you killing it on these race courses or freestyle flying you know you're not charpoo or dance deal, like most likely you're not getting in you know
0: i have a question about that dude like yeah who's Who's making that decision? And, and yeah, that's like, how do you decide what are the top race pilots? It's the league. Just just, like, just they're looking like, at your YouTube
1: videos and stuff like that. Look at your YouTube videos. Maybe they'll look at some multi GP races that you might have done, or or come uh, okay. to you and see what your you know what you can do. Um, I think they're doing. They I think what's happening is they're doing these kind of like their their first season is probably a, a bit of a a tryout season, right? Like. They're gonna get people to, you know, say, okay, I want to try this. Yeah, okay, fine. Want you to do a qualifying lap around our track, and see if you can hold your weight and in, in your time, you know, in your skill. I could see them like, and what they do is they they are like NASCAR. They standardize the race quad. You have to race with their race quad. Okay. So they standardize their race quad. So it's more about pilot skill than your actual vehicle motive, you know, flying here. Um what I've noticed so far is they've already had uh I think two races so far. One was a pre-season uh venue in Yonkers, New York, so it was right by us. Totally did not know. Um you know, I would have kind of, uh, I would have gone and seen it and report on it, you know, on the podcast to see what it's all about, but um, and then, and then the the more recent one is they. And, and I, this is a video that I think a lot of people have seen. It's the uh, Miami football stadium. Yeah, I think where I've they seen fly that. They're through all the colored LA, like the light up gates, going through all the lights, you know. And then right. even go like outside of the main arena area and come back and stuff. Yeah, didn't they have
0: um, extenders or repeaters for the video, so they yeah. could do that? They could fly out. And I,
1: I think I saw uh, a a video on that. Yeah, yeah, they definitely need something like that to get through those, you know, solid concrete bleachers and walls and stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it looked pretty cool. I mean, but like I've said before, I lost interest after about 25 seconds. I was like, okay, they're racing around. Yeah. Looks good. Yeah. Have fun.
1: Um, so, and then now uh, they're doing a second venue, which I think is coming up soon in uh, Los Angeles, in like an old uh Suburban warehouse or something like that. It looks like a big box store to me. But just was like crap all over the place, kind of like IKEA. They're flying through <laughs> IKEA. It's like IKEA, but like if everything was taken out and like all the ducks and stuff started falling apart and falling down. Like, jeez. Um, like what? What was that? Costco of uh, idiocracy. <laughs> was it Costco? Yeah, it was Costco. I got my l- lawyer degree at Costco. Remember? Once get my time machine at. at yeah, Costco. the time machines at Costco. Everything was at Costco. Costco University. All that. Oh, uh, what a great movie. Anyways. Um, <laughs> don't get me started. Dude. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so it looks pretty cool. Um, I think you're going to have some, you know, decent prize money. And and I think eventually it's going to be coming, you know, it's going to have some type of, like, draft pick type of deal. And as they, like, get people to join up and stuff. So, I don't
0: think they need to turn this into professional wrestling. But I think they need to get, you know, more in depth on the personality of the people who are flying. Because I see, like, just poster board but nobody stands out as having any personality. Maybe they're just not interviewing these guys or giving them the
1: time, but you know, I,
0: I don't have any interest in watching it because I don't know any of the
1: other pilots. Yeah, no, I mean, I've, I mean, we're not going to know them because there's no, like, highlight on them, right? Like, there's right. no... um, um, Yeah, but I mean, like, I think that's just kind of how it's going to be until the, the popularity, the fan base is there.
0: I guess I should look at their YouTube uh, subscribers too and and just, like, if they have a I'm sure they have a ton, you know. And people mm-hmm. are like, "Hey, I know this guy. I've been watching him for years. You know, I'm a big fan." I'm sure that's where it all comes from.
1: Yeah, and I think people like Sharpoo and Dan Steele, and you know, like I don't know, there's there's a couple of names I'm I'm not remembering right now, but um, you know, are invited to race there. You know, yeah. Did you did you, did you hear about that big race and um the big quad race in Oh, the big Hawaii? race, yeah. No. no, 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 in Hawaii. No. no. Yeah, Rich from our club was talking about it. I think he was briefly talking. About it. I thought I saw some like promo or something on either Facebook or some website. They're giving a million dollar prize. Really? To win a quad race. Jeez. Like you can race these quote unquote air quotes against drones <laughs> and get become a millionaire. Or just about.
0: Well, a million dollars in Hawaii is only like $500,000, dude. The rest what are you of talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Holy kid! Everything's so damn expensive <laughs> in Hawaii. That's...
1: Yeah. It's definitely... And you're on an island. They're probably going to be like, oh, yeah, you want to leave? Well, it's going to cost you $500,000. <laughs> no, it's definitely expensive. But, I mean, fucking U.S. dollars, U.S. dollar, right? yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Um. No, that's amazing. Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't crazy, hear about right? any of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think Rich is trying to get Anthony to go as a, a spotter or something.
0: Dude, yeah, Rich should freaking go. Rich, yeah, he is. Rich kicks ass with those quads, man. Like he's no joke. He's he's more freestyle though. Yeah, but
1: I think I've if,
0: seen him whip that quad through some pretty crazy stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, he but, moves out. He's he's like Daredevil, man, without fear, dude. He just like insane yeah, we'll, with that. What's we'll
1: there fear about when you're flying a quad and well, you're not physically in it? <laughs> flying an aircraft and you're not physically in it. There's no reason to be scared. Well, I guess. I don't know, maybe I'm the
0: one who should be scared because it's usually my head he's flying by. I don't know. Dude, there was a couple guys in the club that have been really good. Yeah. We went out to pick up Anthony's helicopter, and that guy was circling us pretty oh, close. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that dude was
1: pretty good. Yeah, those guys were pretty good, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, so that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of good pilots now. What makes you the best? What makes you the, um, like, an F1 driver compared to an IndyCar driver or, or maybe NASCAR, you know, like? They they have to qualify.
0: I mean, they should even even the I, I'm I don't follow golf at all, but I know that there's the Opens are open to anybody. I mean, you, if you get True. up to qualify, you can compete. Uh, that's how then that you, you go to do. the Masters, right? Yeah, it's kind of odd that they're we're only talking to the top FPV race pilots. If you want this thing to catch on, you should be talking to
1: everybody. You know, let them all right. come in. I would True. think, well, and that's the thing with the DRL that I'm kind of curious is that like. Yeah okay fine you know maybe they do Open it up release the first season You know to get like a fan base And I just don't know where like how They're gonna like display this On TV you know how like NASCAR you, you know It's been around so long you know That like there's a big following because you Grew into it right like you grew Up your dad watched NASCAR so you Watched NASCAR and you got into it You know like that's kind of usually how People get into NASCAR I, I'd say and, and some people like it because of the Ricky Bobby movie, or whatever, or just or, <laughs> <Which is laughs> the worst way to get into it, yeah. You know, Days of Thunder, like, or you know, maybe they get into it because they just catch it on a show and they see a big crash, and they're like, Whoa, that was crazy. You see, know? that
0: goes back to what I was saying about the the pilots themselves because I used to watch NASCAR a lot when mm-hmm. Earnhardt was alive, and, and
1: okay,
0: uh, I to the point where I was actually, I would actually videotape them and watch the races again later, like, that's how nutty i was into it and it and i i definitely could see people's point like it's only those guys going around in circles yeah it is but and i and i have to admit there are some racetracks that are kind of boring but when when you got into it like at the fan level that i was at you knew almost every driver you knew their history you knew who they competed against there would be something going on every lap like so-and-so's tires going down or he's called in this problem he's having engine problems he doesn't know if he's going to have enough fuel to make it to the next uh yellow flag or whatever you know it's just that that was where i got into it like when i knew enough drivers to know their personalities and stuff like uh greg biffle had a problem with this guy and and back in the day and he you know those guys are fighting again and you know it's just that kind of thing so i I, I don't know that that's where what I was saying about the pilots. You know, the, I really don't know who any of these guys are. They could be poster boards for all I know, and
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. So I think that's where they're missing out. And I I haven't watched enough of it. I admit. So yeah, me neither. I don't know if they're they're starting to do that, um, but they should. You know. Yeah. Because that's no, what got that's me idea. into it.
1: That's what got me into the NASCAR. Right, right. Um, I mean, you make definitely good points, and yeah, they should do that. They should kind of give. Give the fans something to like like about this. Instead of like, okay, they're flying some pretty quick little quads around. I mean, if anyone's seen a quad crash, it's very it's very boring. It's just like tumble tumble. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's down, it broke a prop. That's it. It's and,
0: like and how are how are they gonna show this? Like are are they gonna have GoPros on every quad? Are they just gonna record the, the feed coming from the,
1: the FPV cameras? What I've heard is is it's not gonna be live. It's going to be post-produced, okay. meaning they're going to cut between um, live cameras outside, third person, to also onboard. And I don't think it has a Mobius or a GoPro camera. I think it's going to be live video feed, um, you know, so SD-type quality, which is kind of crap. That's going to be a freaking editing nightmare. <laughs> Man, oh, yeah. Good luck to whoever's editing yeah. that bad boy. You know? And and they all look the same to me. I don't know if maybe they're they have LEDs on them so maybe they run some different colored LEDs to kind of distinguish which one's which. Yeah. But because you're running a stock class, they all look the same. Yeah. You know. And I don't know how advertising is going to work, I guess, you know, how how they monetize this more than just like TV, you know, views whatever, however they get things on TV or whatever. So is it going to uh, be
0: is it going to be on TV? Are we going to be able to see it on like Discovery or something or I think so. i I'll think have to look out are, for it. So
1: I'll definitely check it out. I think eventually they're going to want it to be on ESPN, right? Because this is not like the holy grail for all sports. Yeah. You know? What what is that one? Curling. <laughs> ESPN. Yeah. ESPN. Diocho. Um. All right. <laughs> all right. So let's let's see. Uh, I, I have one other thing I wanted to to talk about, which is Spectrum, and they released a DX twenty. Oh, you remember Spectrum, Steve, don't you? Yes. I still use my DX9 and still love it. But
0: Yeah, I saw that. I actually, yeah. we, you know, Chris got me really thinking about um, updates last podcast. Okay. And so I went in, and I knew I was an update behind, which Jeff busted my balls about on the yes. DX9. Yeah. So I went onto the site, and. You know, It's the whole password thing, and uh, I forgot my password. I'll do it later. So I said, mm-hmm. all right, I'll make sure I do it. I got my SD card and loaded it up and went through the whole updating of the firmware. And now when I turn on my radio, turning it on now, you might hear it. It comes up, and it says DX9 on the front, just like if you see a, a picture of the new DX20. So I, okay. I think they've, they've standardized all of those little startup graphics or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I finally did that. That's kind of a side note to your news of them releasing the DX20. And the update was cool. It had more pictures. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, my little, um my little contribution to the news. Nice. Yeah, I don't know anything about the 20. Like, is its is
1: it 20 channels? Uh, yes. Really? 20 fully proportional channels. And it's also mode two, but it's a selectable. So, so I'm just gonna kind of go through the key features. Um, I'm like the kid in the back of the class, raising his hand, going, "What the hell do you need with 20 channels?" Okay, you don't ever need 20 channels. I don't care what anyone says. It, There's no reason for 20 channels. But, but here's some of the key features that kind of kind of seems interesting to me. Okay, um, it has it's a it's a carbon fiber front case. So they went away from the plastic. I did see a picture of it. It looked pretty. Crazy! It looked pretty cool mm-hmm. This I actually really like And a lot of people are like oh it looks ugly It's machined aluminum Quad bearing gimbals Ooh. The gimbals are completely made out of metal There's none of that plastic you know side to side Up and down bits in your gimbal Oh that's so nice That's nice and I wish I could Take that gimbal and retrofit it into my DX9 Yeah, um, you know, That's,
0: that's going to have some heft to it then Yeah it's going to it's it.
1: gonna be heavy Um the other thing is, I mean, this I think it's kind of this is just like gimmicky to me. But the uh, the the grips, your hand grips on the sides and the the that wrap around to the back a little, those are made out of leather and they're quote unquote interchangeable. So you could probably get different types of leather, suede or something, or different materials. Suede? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, why not, right? Probably suede is true. a type of leather, right? So. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, so you could probably get that sheepskin or whatever, or you know, whatever <laughs> calf liver. Yeah. Calf liver, you know, yeah. Whatever you want, for right? Frog. Yeah. <laughs> Frog. <For a grow. laughs> you know, maybe just a couple slices of cheese if you're a cheesehead. You know, <laughs> who <What> knows? <else>? Um, <laughs> That's kind of odd, though, don't you think
0: the the leather part?
1: Well, I mean, think about this. Like, I mean, I don't know for a fact, but like for for pilots and planes, right? Real full scale planes, their seats are the same seats for the most part as like the passenger seats or like business class or first class, but they have. She uh, Is it Oh what is it Is it sheepskin Yeah They have sheepskin leather In the middle Like with the little hair And The reason for that Is it wicks away The water And the moisture And keeps Your back cool you say Think about if you're a summer, Right And you have your hands Wrapped behind it And your hands sweat a lot In the summertime Hey It might actually be good To have something That wicks away your sweat You know Hmm. A sham I don't know Something
0: A chamois. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, Shabby or Sham now? Sham Wow. Sham Wow, that's it. Sorry. Sham Wow. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying like that'd be kind of cool. I don't think that radio particularly looks good, but it definitely keeps in line with the DX uh the newer DX9, DX6, you know, DX7 um line of radios just a little bit more oddly shaped, I think. Okay. Um so it has the same thing 250 models uh you know, telemetry, a wireless link. There's a lot more uh, pro trim, they call it, in flight adjustments of rates, exposed mixes, and differential. 11 millisecond frame rates, same as the DX9, built in telemetry, vibe, or voice. Oh, there's multi rotor programming. Okay. So, yeah, programming. So, it's not just the normal three type of plane, which is airplane, helicopter, sailplane, or three types of aircraft. And now, multi-rotor programming isn't your 15
0: dollar flight controller going to take care of that though why would you need that in your radio it is but i think unless they're coming out a receiver that's a flight controller
1: it could be an as3x version multi-rotor uh version of a flight controller maybe um the other thing is you know like I set my on the DX9 is better than my DX8, my old DX8. But on the DX8, I had to set airplane mode for my multirotors, and I had no choice but pick an airplane as a picture. Now I know on the nine, you, there's one picture of a multirotor, I believe. But maybe in this, it's airplane mode, but you have 15 different pictures: a hex, a octocopter, a tricopter. You know, maybe a, uh, you know what is it? A, a not a batbone, the uh, dragonfly. You know, like. They might have better pictures, and you know maybe their their settings are, or or the names of settings would be more specific for multirotor. So, who knows? Um, let's see what else. They give you canard options, which is kind of cool. Um, I think the DX18 also had that. There's flight modes, washplate types, all that stuff's kind of the same. I don't really see anything. Oh, multirotor flight mode setup checklist and voice alerts. So I guess there's more specific multirotor type of armed, you know, or um, agility or, you know, self-leveling mode, which I think the DX9 has, or you could program the voice alerts to do so anyways. Diversity antenna. Oh, it comes with a 4,000 milliamp LiPo battery. That's good. Oh, well, that's good. It was DX9 with the 2,000, I think?
0: Yeah, it was 2,000.
1: Ugh, that thing lasted like 20 minutes before it died. Includes three sticks, three stick end sets. It also includes a nine-channel uh, DSMX receiver uh X plus technology expandable up to 20 channels so that's what it is it's a fake 20 channel radio <laughs> it's a 9 channel that can expand software wise to a 20 channel yeah
0: it doesn't sound like it's much it sounds like the the DX9 DX18 like software
1: yeah uh, maybe with better maybe software with,
0: maybe yeah. with more mixes right oh and i just counted the multi rotor pictures there's uh four in the new update one mm-hmm. of them's one of them's uh an octaquad and uh and the other one's a a tricopter sorry
1: okay so what do you how much does something like this cost for you, you spectrum fanboys
0: yeah way too much i saw that price tag i was like you gotta be kidding me
1: 1300 dollars yeah 1299.99. And that's on sale from the retail price of $1,494.99.
0: Dude, my Harley Davidson didn't even cost that much when I bought it. I mean, it was 92 when I bought it. but <laughs> Oh, whoa. wow. I, I, I would my life on a I bike. I everything to that, <laughs> dude. When I see oh, a lawnmower okay. at Home Depot and it's like uh-huh. $1,400, I'm like, you know, my Harley Davidson didn't even
1: cost that much. <laughs> so for the folks that are into Spectrum, I mean, it's kind of cool. It kind of looks weird. It kind of stands weird. It's a little weirdly shaped. I really do dig the gimbals. I think, but they shouldn't have made it silver. They should have anodized it or did like a black chrome or something so that's not so um, bright in the gimbals. Because it's just this brushed or shiny chrome almost gimbals. I think that's a little bit off setting and a lot of people don't like the look of that. So if they made it like a black or a black chrome or black aluminum you know painted or something i think it would just uh, look a little bit nicer
0: you had a good idea though i mean they should make replacement gimbals for the dx9 and dx8 that are all aluminum like come out with those i mean if they were a 100 bucks or
1: whatever i'd probably wind up getting those Ooh, i'm looking at spectrum side and there's something else yeah i would definitely get better gimbals on my dx9 if i if they had it um, they just released, or gonna release a DX8 Generation Two. What is that? It's basically a DX9, but eight channel with all the bells and whistles, the voice, all that stuff, the better programming, um, better price three forty nine ninety nine. Oh, that's not bad.
0: Now, is the rate is the antenna the same as the DX9?
1: Yeah, I am looking at it now. It has the diversity antenna. The shape of the handles on the back, uh, the horizontal antenna is a little bit different. And the shape of the the top antenna is a little bit different, too. It looks bigger than a DX9. Wow, it looks weird. Hmm. It looks taller. If you look at the DX... Like, the DX6 and the DX9 look very similar in, like, height, I guess. No, no, the DX9 looks smaller. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. They, they're bringing out a DX8. I love my DX8. I really enjoy... Joy, that was my first, like, you know, that was my upgrade from DX6i, which was, you know, great beginner radio, but totally piece of crap. Oh, come on. I can't let you say anything bad about the DX6. Oh, my God. Come on. If it wasn't for that
0: radio, man, I probably wouldn't even be doing this, man.
1: You think so? I mean, I started with a DX6, too. But when I got the DX8, I couldn't understand why I spent money on the DX6. I should have just went to a DX8.
0: Well, I think it's a good startup radio. I mean, when you first get in a hobby, you're like you're looking probably for the cheapest way to. You don't know if you're going to continue or how far it's going to go. So you're like, you know, I don't want to spend four hundred dollars on a radio.
1: Or you could just you know commit. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 you're 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 right. Now if you think about it, um, the price difference between a six I, especially even at the time that I got into it, um,
0: and now the six is even better, isn't it? The six I has. Well, the regular six is—is the six I? Oh, you had the regular six? No, I had the six I. So the the one that's out now—that's two hundred fifty models. That one DX six. That one does the talking too, though, right? Yeah, this is basically a DX nine with three less uh, channels. Yeah.
1: Wow,
0: that's that's and
1: how much is that?
0: I think it's like one thirty.
1: I'm I'm on their site right now. Let's just do transmitter only. Like, is one ninety nine. Well, that's not bad. Let me just see what the seven goes for. One ninety nine for DX six. Seven is two ninety nine. Between a seven and eight, there's no reason not to get the eight there because an eight is just uh, fifty dollars more.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't see that many sevens. Yeah,
1: I mean, so the DX six obviously is a good intro radio. You 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 got into it with it. I got into it with it. But don't tell me once you got the nine or anything above that. The gimbals felt better the the radio felt better it just had more programmability it was just it's just an overall I'll tell you what for the helicopters it was definitely easier to set up with the nine yeah yeah for sure man with any plane for me it was like I would never think about doing the type of mixing that I do um yeah I don't you know I don't know if you can with the six eye you can do some mixing I, I'm not sure what level yeah of but I don't think but you could had a do differential
0: example. thrust and stuff like that with the no. with the 6.
1: It was very limited. So, you know, after your first year, if you realize that, hey, the DX6i is good enough for you, cool, stick with it. But if you want to grow and kind of get something a little bit more advanced and a little bit more, at the end, a little bit more easier to use, I'd say go 8, 9, even a 7. 20. Or a 20. You got money like that? All right. So <laughs> what will be working? What will be working on next? Um, yeah, Kevin,
0: what are you working on next? Um, I'm working on those Corsairs, man. The two of them. Right, right. The black and the blue one. I'm, black and blue. I might give one away. I don't know. We'll see. And cool. uh, that middle stick, that purple uh, ugly stick out of foam. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully we get I get my uh, Oxy Sport by the time we can do a. We we're talking about maybe doing a build night,
1: so yeah. I'm thinking probably not this weekend coming up, but if the following weekend is not good, then we should do it. Yeah, you know, just pick a day that like the winds are too high and you just don't want to deal with it. What if are you working else?
0: on, dude? No,
1: that's it for me, man. What are you What are you going to be
0: uh, working on?
1: Well, I'm gonna once I order some ESC and servos for the uh Nick A10, I'm gonna. Continue building that. Okay. Uh, cool. I still haven't messed with those EDFs
2: <laughs> mm, uh,
1: since my little accident. But I'm going to I'm gonna figure it out. i got to reprint some of that stuff and redo it anyways. So it kind of sucks. I burned myself for really nothing because I'm going to have to take it apart and cut it out and redo it anyways. Remember my P-47 House of Balsa, Balsa kit, whatever, the Thunderbird? Yes, I do. Yeah, the silver chromish. I have one.
0: video of that flying somewhere oh, you do. oh yeah. i need that and I crash check
1: it out yeah um so yeah i crashed it ripped the tail off um i'm gonna put that back on and have a little bit of that chrome or the the it was basically brushed aluminum um monoco right and a covering wrap and i'm gonna try to patch that up and hopefully um get that back in the air come the springtime that's cool. Uh, I'm not gonna mess with these boss players in the wintertime time in the snow, uh, you know, especially not with our primary our main field being closed right now. What was that other you one know? you had? The Eindecker? Yes. Um, the
0: Eindecker. Yeah, is that that's still in one piece, right?
1: Yeah, I never made in it. I taxied it around and I never took off. So Yeah,
0: you gotta try getting that thing going too, man.
1: So that'll be in the springtime too, now that we have this, you know, club with the runway and this field, like that's definitely on my list. I'm possibly thinking of building another mini guinea for Neff. Mine is pretty beat up, and, you know, I'm using that cheaper, thinner foam. So I feel like I want to uh, redo it and do it with my new scheme of black wing, black tail, white fuselage um, scheme. Cool. You know, and maybe put the the bomb drop, you know, servo in there too this time. I have some ideas. I think I'm going to – I might do a servo nose i haven't decided yet you know but there's a couple things i'm gonna maybe try to improve on the original version to you know all the little things that i've noticed like you know the wings folding in and stuff like that and and, you know chris uh uh, what was his last name he's he's been roger no 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 christopher (laughs) breams (laughs) yeah chris breams chris breams he's been posting uh Couple of pictures of some uh, some Balsa planes that he's rebuilding. Oh right, yeah. You know he's trying to fix up and get it ready for the springtime too. And and looking at those are starting to rekindle a little fire in me to maybe continue the Great Plains Piper Cub build. Nice. I mean, I, I every time I look at it, it's just one wing, the tail, the vertical stab, and the horizontal stab, and it's just a bunch of sticks. And but I think I'm just gonna mash it together. You know and see mash,
0: can,
1: it. mash together, you know, do a crappy job covering because I'm terrible at that, and then I'm gonna fly it, put the biggest it's it's meant for gas, I think it it's also supposed to be electric, but you know it's supposed to like use some gearbox. I don't care about that. I'm just gonna put the biggest brushless motor I can fit in there, so'll probably <laughs> uh, which is the one I had in the, the four eighty size or five hundred size um you know turner g, whatever motor. Like the one I have in the, uh, the bushwhacker, the power four eighty, I think. How or, big uh, is that?
0: What's the wingspan on that cub? It's supposed to
1: be sixty. Yeah, yeah. You, you might need what I had on mine, the like power fifteen one. Yeah, something like that. I mean, yeah. So, oh wait, no, I got a motor for it. Yeah, the one you bought at the swap, right? Yeah, the Tacon whatever. That was a pretty big motor, right?
0: Yeah, we should tell people that. These three planes that you're talking about are all Balsa kits, the the P-47 and mm-hmm. the Eindecker and the Cub. You bought, they were just stick kits. Yeah. And I actually have pictures. I'll, I'll post them up of the P-47 and the Eindecker.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, I, I could I have them here. I can take pictures. I'll take a picture of the damage and maybe the repair process. I mean, you know, last time I built a Balsa plane before these two was, you know, back when I was like 10, 11, 12 years old, you know. Building yep. a gentle lady and a, and a P PT electric personal trainer electric, um, and I was terrible back then, and I'm terrible just as terrible today. <laughs> um, I'm not patient. I don't. I don't have enough patience to do balsa kits. I don't have the perfectionists to do balsa kits. Um, they come together. Yeah, they seem to line up okay. And that P forty seven flew until yeah. like I just lost aileron or something, and it just came crashing down. But um, yeah, you know, all that stuff flew. I'm gonna give the P47 a chance again. If if it doesn't fly and it crashes again, I'm probably just gonna junk it. I don't know. I don't. I just don't have time to be fixing the uh, boss planes. They're they're quite interesting on the rebuilding part because you have to take so much of the covering off to get to the clean spots of like the frame or the fuselage or the wing, yes. and then you gotta basically start rebuilding. That whole nose section and recovering everything It definitely is a lot more work um, I, I, I'm, I, I like Mechanically Just tooling on a helicopter Or cutting a piece of foam and gluing it together And being done with it So I might, I might just build it And then you know this might be my last of my kit building And then I'll just go with R's or you know Foamies and helicopters uh, I, see this I think little we're note done here. dude I do see this little note about this I just highlighted Registering with the FAA. No. Uh, yeah. It's coming up soon, right? Yeah, the 19th? Sports
0: fans, the nineteenth is the day.
1: That's Friday. So what what happens if you don't
0: register? The government's gonna come and get you. Donald Trump is gonna make you move
1: into his Taj Mahal. Oh yeah. <laughs> did you did you see what Donald Trump did today? All right. Yeah, yeah it, it's well, typical. No, no. <laughs> no. No, with the website? Yeah, it's typical. That's <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> It's like, you didn't renew your domain? Screw you, dude. I'm buying that shit.
0: <laughs> but, dude, who's going to
1: Jebbush.com anyways? I mean, would that piss off four people? Five people? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it probably only pissed four or five people if no one knew about it. Now that it's like, you know, it's going around. It's talking. People are talking about it. But
0: I think stuff like that only hurts him. Only you think hurts so? Trump. Yeah. Oh. No. But, you know, it's dude, It's like ball, it's like your baseball team or your football team, you know? you're not going to talk people out of who they're rooting for, you know? So. True,
1: true. But, I mean, if you think about it, like, most people who like who like Trump, I mean, obviously he has some good points and he has some stupid points and he makes stupid comments a lot of times and he says a lot of stupid things. But, like, some people like him from the TV show. Some people like because he's a, a star, like, you know, he's well-known. And those people get a kick out of it. Oh, Jeb Bush, yeah, that's cool. You know, and those are the people that are going to end up voting for him. And
0: oh, I'm saving—he's
1: going to make the primary.
0: And, I'm going to save all my comments for the political podcast that I'll—I'll I'll start up. Actually, I can't do that. My buddy and I were going to start a political podcast, uh, right, last year, and I said, "Yeah, who, which one of us will get fired first, man? You or me?" Because <laughs> I'm more to the right; he's more to the left, and uh we have great conversations. I love the guy, man. I work with him a lot, and you know, I think the world of him. uh and like I said, he's like, we can go on and on and we have great conversations, man. And at the end of the day, I respect him. He respects me. It's, it's really, mm-hmm. it's really how things should be. Sure. You get people that are just so crazed, man. <sighs> yeah. So it, yeah. anyways, I don't really want to get into it. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. So dude, I was looking at, um, the USA, um, we have listeners in three new areas. One's the District of Columbia, so I definitely want to watch what I say uh, politically. Um, <laughs> yes. One's Mississippi, and one is Maryland. I don't think we've mentioned Maryland.
1: Oh, that's odd. Yeah, yeah
0: I, I don't remember mentioning that. Um, and we have cool. listeners in the country of Germany. Nice. So I don't really know much German. Our gra- My grandmother was German, and she used to yell at us in German, and all I remember is I don't remember much, so. I, all I, you sorry. remember is I, I not I, I, <laughs> I, I just re- all I remember is her yelling at us in German. Dachgeschohn. No, like Schnell and Hemel, which is like God in heaven. So we were good kids. You could tell. Sure. if she was always like <laughs> praying to God <laughs> in German. <laughs> I don't know. Wow.
2: Um,
0: yeah. So we have uh, we have some Facebook comments also. Um, nice, Frank Moradelos uh said chris is a great addition i've been reading his reviews mm-hmm. since i got in the hobby even bought some stuff from him uh nice. great addition guys yeah which is awesome man we we think so too brian weller said i love the heli episode you guys are great to listen to thanks Thank you. brian Thanks, uh, Brian. then our buddy chris bream says i can't wait till this episode is released." released you guys are off to a great start keep it up i think he was talking about one of the uh the heli episode you know yeah probably the because you do a post on on facebook like hey we just wrapped up recording this episode it'll be out this uh, friday and yeah he was talking about one of those and then i don't know if we we probably have mentioned this guy's this guy's name but uh greg Bys is uh, a listener and he's from south africa i thought that was pretty cool nice
1: the dude's out in south africa that's awesome
0: yeah man cool. i don't know if you want to do the, the facebook <laughs> likes that we're right yeah. now
1: uh, I mean, I feel like this eventually won't be sustainable, but, uh, we'll do it as long as we can. Yeah. So, uh, I think in the last week, uh, we're now up to 113 total likes and on face on our Facebook page. Um, t- last week was about 22 new likes, I think, at least that's what it's telling me. Yeah. So I'm going to go through the quick, the list quickly through this and we'll see, uh, um, I apologize in advance for anyone's last name or first names that I totally butcher. Um,
0: Let the butchering begin.
1: Yeah, here we go. All right, so we got Dave Rybert. We got Rich Vaughn. Thomas Kapuski. David Hoskins. Jamie Paulson. Chris Sexton. Jim Gonzalez. Dave Higgum, I think. Uh, Scott LeCurcy. Patrick Mille- McLeese. Austin Amos, Roger Nettles, Ross Gabriel Sandova, Sandoval, David Sweat. Oh, this was going to be a nice one. Pisanu de Prasut, Anton Bragg, and our club president, Mike Janeiro. Yay. Cool. Thanks, Mike. Mike also wanted to. Uh, Thank Mike because he actually shared our podcast on his Facebook page and on our club Tri County RC New Jersey's uh, Facebook page. So.
0: Oh crap! Well, yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch what I say now, man. I know, right? <laughs> actually, I'm, I'm I'm not gonna watch what I say. No, we'll just go. On I'll just a... say
1: it again to your face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so yeah, he said. I think he said he's he asked permission to post it. Uh, I don't know if he was talking about posting it on Facebook or on the club page, or if he actually like, you know, he sends out these uh, weekly emails to to give a shout out on that too. Either way, we appreciate it. Um, we're we're gonna actually, I've been talking to a couple club members, and you know, besides Anthony who who's been on the show, I want to get Rick, uh, Ricky Cricky, on the show too, and then you know, maybe some other folks. You know, get maybe Frank on here and. And Ricky, uh, you know, just, just, you know, maybe Rich, talk about his multi-rotor stuff. Actually, that's a really good one. Yeah, Rich. really get Rich. Yeah, because we haven't
0: talked about multi-rotors too much.
1: Yeah, we never go that deep into it. And I know he can shed a lot of light into that stuff. So, Um, yeah, you know, we we should definitely get a couple of our members on here. Maybe we'll do like a, a member series, you know, or a club series. Yeah. You know, we get like a different, you know, guest host, even a couple at a time. Just get a couple of people to come on the show, um, and and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Cool. All right. So drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read it on our next episode. Uh, we haven't gotten any new ones recently, so come on, hit us up, tell us what you think, give us feedback. All right. And then, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at freefallrc at gmail dot com. Our Facebook page is facebook.com freefallrcpodcast. We have uh, flight test forums, off the field, AV production or audio and video production. Other than flight test podcast, and then there we have podcast. We also have our new website. Come take a look. Send us a message via the website. There's our links to all our Facebook pages, Instagram, YouTube channels, basically every type of way you can get in touch with us. So, Come check it out. You can it's, see
0: all the nutty stuff I've posted on YouTube.
1: Yeah. I have a lot of videos on YouTube, and a lot of it sucks, but, hey, <laughs> it's great to just, you know, <laughs> check it out. Tell me how much it sucks. I don't care.
0: Mine's funny. Uh, <laughs> you look, and it's all airplanes and helicopters except for one. There's one video, and it's the stuff me and my buddy shot, that
1: oh. that, uh,
0: that kung fu movie
1: yeah, from, who like, that 100 got? years who ago. <laughs> <guy>? Yes. <laughs> check that out. Yeah, you'll see, like that. say loved that thing. It was hilarious, and I heard just more episodes out or more versions. But there's
0: yeah, there's yeah. Well, there's one before that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I gotta check that out. You gotta send me a link. <laughs> okay. Um, our website is www.freefallrcpodcast.com. Thank you for all our listeners and subscribers. Uh, we appreciate the listen and your time. So, see you next time. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Alright I kind of went like All crazy hosts at the end Huh? Yeah <laughs> And the beginning And the beginning Oh man Alright dude Man you and I gone, huh? dude I'm looking at the time I know we wait for